Yeah. Either of you get up to anything exciting since we last spoke on Wednesday? Ah, 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 what a funny joke. <laughs> I haven't really, doing much. Really get out there and... Uh, yes, get out there straight into the pandemic hordes. <laughs> I had a book club meeting yesterday and we play like board games to try to like choose the next book. Mm-hmm. And oh god, the and first book was winning. awful. And the same person won and they chose the second book in the series. Oh, it's awful. Oh no. <laughs> it's torturous. Yeah. So wait, you're just gonna read the sequel now? Yeah, I know it's terrible. Is it the same bad book that you were reading? <laughs> yep. <laughs> which which one is this exactly? We read The Way of Shadows. The sequel to Blair Witch. By Brent Weeks. I took a gander at it, and the writing did not look good. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I appreciate about the book is that the book preview is 69 pages long. And that's that's the only thing that's that's good about the book. At least the guy has a sense of humor. The little things. Yeah. Right, we're we're not going to be joined by Dennis this week, so this will be all of us. So, uh, I was going to say before we begin, uh, I might not be available on the first week of December. My dad is going to chemo, and you know, I don't know if it's going to take the entire week, and or I'll be too tired or whatever. So, right, okay, yeah, uh, I think yeah, I'll thanks. be able to do that the, the last day of November. But once mm-hmm. December kicks in, at least for the first week, I won't be available. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, if just it, if it changes, then of course I'll let you guys know. But uh, that's 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 the plan right now. Yeah, keep us in the loop. Family's important. Yep, yep. So, so welcome again to another week of Hackmaster. Last week, you all decided that Bashan was a little bit too chaotic for you, a little bit too much uh, anger and hostility and a little. Some some trouble against uh, both dwarves and non-humans as well. So you decided to hire on to a mercenary to not a merc- uh, hire on as mercenaries uh, as merchant guards uh, to a dwarf named Erst, who was a smith. Um, he was traveling and relocating his business from Bashan to Rhinoshock. Rhinoshock. He uh, he paid you rather handsomely, and so you guys. You know, took uh, or we was going to pay you handsomely when you got there. Um, gave you, uh, you get, you guys kind of picked up the things you need, and you set off. In the town of Terran, you encountered two dead nobles, both a noble woman and her butler, which you guys remember from, I think our our first episode with these characters. Uh, they gave you the the job to clear the first burrow, and then you arrived in Fawfen where you found a whole pavilion of witch hunters. Uh, you you played it cool. You kept going. And tonight you are camped just outside of Fawfen um, on the other side. Um, and I wanted to go over watch order really quickly as well. Because um, we now have some folks that aren't on that watch order. For example, we still have our lovely friend Werlin on that, uh, on the list. I'll pick up where the elf left off. Yeah, just go ahead and let's replace that name. And now I, 
now I also have to ask, now that Aramon has a henchman, Reichther, do you want him to take his own watch, or do you want him to join a watch? Or how do you want that to work? Uh, he doesn't mind not taking a watch. Yeah, he'll take the black. Um, the, his watch has ended. Yeah, I'm just full of game with her own quotes. Keep going. <laughs> right, so his watch is I always... I mean, it depends on what everybody else's watch order is. Because if he takes a watch, I just insert him. There we go. I have now uh, replaced myself at the end, where Karamikos used to be. But didn't delete Moron. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at the moment, we've got Orbel, Elka, Eric, and Hoxic as the four watches. Armon, you were going to take the last watch, correct? As well? well, I was going to, but it seems like uh, Hoxic wants to take the last watch, so... I mean, I only require three hours of sleep, so I can just really just be inserted anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, middle, I guess, watch. Whatever that turns out to be. All right. That works. Middle of the night. So, are are you going to set any higher watches after traveling through Fofin, or are you going to stick with the same watch order? I don't remember if you recall, but last week you don't think you caught any attention from the witch hunters. But I just want to make sure if you guys want to be overly cautious, you're able to. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think there's really any particular reason, you know. It's not for me anyway. Okay. So you guys set your normal watch orders. Uh, can I have everyone roll observation and listening checks for their watch? Let's do it. And I believe I'm just going to double check. I think dwarves do, in fact, have some sort of low light vision. Yes, they do. You do, yes. Just a little bit. So check and check. So that night passes by really uneventfully. You're maybe a little bit worried and maybe you sleep a little bit restless being so close to witch hunters. But in the morning... uh, you pick up pace and and keep going. Uh, it's it's nice. You've you've been through the corn woods before. You've in fact been on this road several times, and you recognize the the, the pine trees. You might even recognize a few of your camp spots uh, that you've been through. But in the in the middle of the trek, uh, Erst the merchant uh, hops down from uh, his his wagon, and he he begins walking. Uh, next to Hoxic. And he, he's quiet for a few moments, and then kind of, he, he, looks, he looks around to make sure no one else is around you, and mm-hmm. so, dwarf to dwarf. Yeah. What was it about those witch hunters? What's uh, going on with, with all of you? We're not going to have more trouble in each city we go through, will we? I don't think so. I don't think we got anyone like that now. Uh, but here's, here's the story I know. One of these, uh, fools had a brother. I think the, uh, the orc. Is he asleep? Oh, gosh, he's keep passing out all the time. He had a brother, and I think the witch hunters took him. Probably because he looked cre- kinda, kinda weird. He wore a mask all the time. On county, he was kinda hideous underneath. Not sure if there was any real reason for it, other than, you know... Just them being orcs, them being ugly, them being weird. So they hunted him down to the city for a little bit. Couldn't find him. I think they gave up. And now they're just worried that they might associate. I see. I gotta ask this one time. Are 
any of you clerics or witches or associated with anything of the the like? Nah, I've been keeping a close eye on them. I don't think they're anything but a bunch of weirdos. That one sleeps in their armor all the time. Roll a skilled liar check. <laughs> Opposed. Do, do, do. Is it actually called skilled liar? Yes, it is. Hey, I got a four. A 99 is a is a pretty good roll. <laughs> yes. Rolling terribly helps me out here. It does. Uh, That's so okay. here is... He's probably not really skilled at talking with people. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> <laughs> wow can i like uh can i drop a luck on that does evening it out help and yes uh what in in skill checks one luck point is the equivalent to five percent so oh there we go perfect so that what, one luck point will put us over what lucky thing stops him from seeing your lie like what or at least your your not necessarily your lie but your like I mean, you're you're definitely not telling. Like you've seen Armon cast spells before, so to say that just everyone is mm-hmm. a little bit fiddly is a little bit of a fib. So what lucky thing happens here? What what would like distract him from it? Uh, actually, yeah, I'm gonna say he just will lose his train of thought when he hears like a small little snap of a twig in the forest. Our attention just snaps over to there during the conversation for a second. A squirrel wanders by and then uh, we go, well, that was weird. That damn squirrel! <laughs> so he goes full uh, full dog mode. Squirrel! Yeah. <laughs> just like that. Just of just enough of a distraction to you know he he doesn't see you sweating nervously or your eyes like darting to Aramon or whatever your tell was that he would have noticed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Ah, well, that puts me at ease. Gives you a clap on the shoulder. This this trek to to Bijov has has never really been very dangerous for you all and it it proves to be the same as you continue at a at a at a, at a pretty good clip he's not pushing anyone too hard but he's trying to make as good as good of time as he can uh, his he's just got a mule pulling each one of his wagons so uh they're not the fastest but you know he's also got a lot of stuff in him you you stop just a little bit outside of Bijob, just a few miles out outside of the the edge of town. You can probably see it a little bit uh, if you have any any height or you know an opening through the trees, and you can probably see the smoke rising from their chimneys at night. And you settle in once more for for the night. Can I have everyone make observation and listening checks once again? I should turn off uh, oppose first. I'm as blind as Karamikos, but I can hear like Karamikos. Which is helpful. One second. Let me send you a message, Theta. Oh, these are opposed. So okay, I can just mouse over and see his skill. Uh, hold on one sec. I mean, I thought yeah, no worries. Yeah, I thought he was not that bad. 56 on the other hand. Is like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh well, I guess I wake everybody up. Who's the first person you wake up? 
I mean, who's closest to me right now? Um, I mean, literally, the first person I wake up is the first person that's close to me. We'll just make an executive decision. We'll say it's one of the three people in uh, the party. So, one, two, three. I didn't even uh, make a number. Uh, Griffin, do you feel like a one, two, or three? I think I'm a two kind of guy. Griffin really feels like a one to me. Ah, a, a two guy and uh, less lessons. What do you? What number do you really feel akin to? A three. All right. So we'll put this up to a D three between uh and uh Lunella that puts you at a one. So Hoxic is the first person uh that or the not the first person but the nearest person to you as you uh, on your watch. All right. Well, I walk over to Hoxic and I nudge him with my foot until he wakes ah. up. Ah, I'm getting up. Yeah. Ah, the problem is that my voice is so slow and soothing. You might just fall asleep if I start talking to you. <laughs> so he falls asleep one time. You nudge him more. Uh, time to wake up. Uh, I thought my watch was in the morning. It's still dark. Something has happened. Uh, what's going on? You hear something? I heard some scuffling, and, well, look. Okay, so Hoxic's going to get up. He's He's got, like, his hand axe. He's going to go ahead and strap on a shield for now. And um, so we got, like, our little campsite. Uh, I think what Hoxic will do is he'll try to go to the edge of it. He'll try to... Be quiet, try to be unseen, and then try to start listening around and looking. He'll go ahead and start making kind of a circular around the camp, or go in the direction Aramon said he heard things. Well, and that's what not what I you... was implying. I meant look as in look at the camp. Sorry. I'm sure there would have been a finger pointing. <laughs> okay, so... yeah, if you're pointing inside the camp, then yeah, okay. So maybe, in fact, that happens. So Hoxic gets dressed and, and gets ready, and he's like, looks at you, and he's like, I'll, he like makes like a, I'll search the perimeter, and he steps away, and then you see that Aramon is still just pointing. It's, looking the, at it's the Jason Voorhees, he's right behind me sort of thing. It's like, ah, there's, a, there's a killer among us, and ah, I'm just going to walk over there. Oh, okay, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> All right. So, so someone, yeah, go ahead. You you peer pet to where Aramon is pointing, and roll a observation check, not a post. Okay. Boop. Here's another one. Bam. I'm bad. The first thing you notice is that two people are missing from the campsite. When you originally went to bed, you know you had the entire party, you had the the merchant, you had his two assistants, and their two companions. Both of the wives are missing. That's a little strange. So I don't see them around. I don't suppose there's uh, multiple shadows in some of their tents. You aren't seeing that. No, they look like everyone was sleeping around the fire uh, without even using tents. You know, uh, two of them were sleeping under one of the wagons, uh, but most of them were roughing it. Okay. So I guess I'll uh, start where they were, um, and then I guess like head towards the closest uh, section of the woods and see if there's anything over there. 
Yeah, I also sure want to is. point out that I've also gone on to start waking other people up. This isn't just a... Mm-hmm. Hey, Hoxic. Yeah, just have Hoxic deal with this. So, Hoxic, you make your way over and you you make your way to the nearest one and you and you're as you're going to kind of investigate where they she might have gone you notice that the body or the the slumbering merchant next to them has their entire throat slit and there's a small pool of blood kind of spilling off their sleeping sack and the ground is sticky well shit we're sure not getting paid now and at that point uh We'll say uh, even or all. Well, actually, we still have two or three. So next up is going to be lessons. So lessons, you're the next, or, or Orbal Kill is the next person to be to wake up. And as you're shaken awake, you can see Aramon points, and you can see Huxik is at, is just leaning over to to like investigate this dead body. Um, roll an observation check. Yeah, that's a good one. So. Without you, like as as Aramon wakes you up, you do a quick assessment and you look over and you can see one of the one of the dead merchants. You see Erst, the dwarf, and you see he's sleeping, laying on his back, and his slit, his throat has been slit. In fact, you can see all three of the bodies uh, of the dead merchants or the dead smith and his uh, apprentices. What? I get up. I tap the other. You know. Our dwarf. Yeah. By this time, Lunella, you've also woken up. This is messing. Uh, sorry. Uh, I want to look at the body and see if there's like any loot on it. Ah, uh, finders keepers. I got here first. <laughs> Technically. Oh man. I was here first. Besides, he's still got some other trade caravanners here. Oh, where are you? You, you, all of you. Got it. Not alone. <laughs> Just wait a second. And I thought I'd do some tracking because, you know, somebody can come in quietly, you know, kill three dwarves without anybody noticing and then sleeping away. It's not somebody I want to be around with, around, you know, in the vicinity of. And nothing. So you... You search around and you find, you know, the you find the tracks of everyone who was on watch so far. Uh, you find the tr- you see what looks to be the tracks of the two people that escaped. It looks like they ran off into the woods, and so far from their footsteps, it looks like they both went in different directions. You also find a set of footprints that leads out of the woods that comes into camp mm-hmm. that you don't recognize, but you, as soon as it enters the woods outside of your camp, you lose the tracks. I, it went straight for the dwarves. They're dead, and then they... Whisper. Yes, it looks like these tracks, they, they come in, they go straight towards Erst, mm-hmm. and then you lose them inside kind of the, the main camp area, and then you never find any more of those tracks. Whoever it was was actually targeted these dwarves, uh, either for revenge or something else. And they're very good at hiding because I lost them in the on the edge of the woods. And I look at Hawks and we're like, "Yeah, we got a problem." Well, you have a problem, but you you're know, telling me how are we gonna hide all these bodies? We're gonna bury them. That's that's the yeah, issue. that's a good way to hide them. Yeah, that's uh, that's not what I meant, but sure. Uh, 
Also, we have a problem is that we have a murder, a murderer on the loose and targeted us. And apparently, whoever they are, they have a taste for killing dwarves. Well, this is the merchant caravan. I imagine once they think they've killed everyone, spooked us off, then they get everything. It's pretty simple to me. But the, there's other two tracks that also lead the way. Maybe the wives that they kidnapped, maybe, ran away. No. I don't hear anything out in the woods. You think if they woke up or got dragged away, they'd be screaming or something. Maybe they're already dead. Nah, that's that's pretty distinct. There'd probably be more blood here, though, if that's so. Uh, so I'll take a look. Uh, are there multiple pools of blood, but no bodies? You do not see pools of blood around their two sleeping spots. Yeah, doesn't look like they got killed before they went off. Uh... And it doesn't look like they've been dragged. That would be, like, large marks in the ground. That would be obvious, even if we're not tracking. That's very correct. You do not see any drag, drag marks leaving the leaving the scene. Well, I think we got our uh, suspect then, huh? Don't we? But I lost his track. If you can pick it up, then maybe we can follow it. I can try. I don't make any guarantees. Uh, I'll give it a try. Yeah, give me a tracking check. Oh! I'm actually pretty good at this, everybody. Never mind, I'm the best. So you you look at the tracks that are that are leading away from uh, from this campsite, and it 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 goes off into the into the woods, and you see it go for maybe twenty-ish or so feet, and then disappear. Disappear. Yes. Uh, just like uh, without anything immediately around it. Yeah, like you're you're following the tracks, and the and the tracks look very obvious, and you're 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 following them, and then the tracks are gone. Hmm. Oh. Just kind of like look up and see, like they hop up to a tree or something. <laughs> yeah, you you look up and around, and there's no obvious like low hanging branches around you that that someone could jump up, but maybe it would be doable. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm scanning the trees. They, they're not actually up there. There's no immediate sign of disturbance, like a broken branch or something, right? Make an opposed observation check. Hey, it's going to be the gnome again. 47. So you Kinda peer old. into the, the, the canopy and, and look around, and you see a squirrel hop from branch to branch. You again. See <laughs> it open its mouth and blood drips. I'm more than a distraction. <laughs> uh, but aside from the, the murderous squirrel, you don't see anything else amongst the trees. No no murderer, no dwarf, no no jumping, disappearing dwarf. Hmm. Well, that's kind of strange. And and I assume like uh Orville, you probably like actually came with me as I was following this. What why do you think? Magic. The both of you know it's also possible to to cover tracks or to cover your trail as well. True, but to do it silently kill people, kill three people and it's like something we're facing someone who's very, very skilled. Or they're using magic. Or a little bit of both, I suppose. Uh Hmm. Yeah. You see Eric is already is rooting through the wagons. 
we didn't uh say this is the town where those bandits were, wasn't it? Or at least uh we're getting close to there. We didn't leave any more of them, did we? That was the town of Akak. Oh, that's even further down. Okay. Hmm. Now, nah, well, can't be them, I guess. And if they wanted vengeance, why not try to kill us instead of the dwarves? Yeah, this is definitely a money venture. It is of peculiar concern that the women seem to have run into the woods. Oh, yeah, definitely. We don't have any of their tracks either. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. At least three people went out into the woods. Yes. Yeah, you do see the other two tracks going in different directions. I guess we ought to follow at least one of them. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, this one. You see, it looks like with, uh, with your tracking check, it looks like one of them hit the road and went north, and the other hit the road and went south. And I guess that would take us straight into town, then. What do you think? Should we just go ahead and pack it up now and head out? See if we can track them down before they get anywhere? What? We can't leave the bodies behind. and go track animals. Or, I... we'll get, or we'll get blamed by it that we killed them. I will take care of the bodies, as is my duty. I would also suggest that we take this moment to reconsider our present course of action. Where we are heading is certain suicide. What our former employer did not know, we do. I don't know what he's trying to get at, but we've got two wagons full of stuff, three dead bodies, some witch hunters in Fawfen. I'm I'm liking that trick, trip, the trick, the trek east more and more. That's Eric. And as you see, he's like rooting through the wagons and he's tossing stuff out. And you're seeing there's a there's like a growing pile of just random stuff that looks like like household items that he's just tossing into a pile. Garbage, garbage. You see, he's got like neatly laid out a, a, like a pile of, of some weapons and uh, food. And it looks like he's like sorting through the entire wagon trying to find valuables. Uh, quick question. Are any of like the original dwarf crew still here, or are all of them now uh, indisposed of? That's all of them. Dead. Okay, that's all of them. So just us and all their stuff now? Yes. Okay. Uh, what was this guy trading in? He was a smith. Ah, okay. So yeah, so pulling out a whole bunch of weapons then. Yeah, let's see mm-hmm. what he's got. <clears throat> you notice that there's... No, he was a smith. He made cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whole wagon of horse spoons, just spoons, specifically spoons. <laughs> There's a a battle spoon, a glaive spoon, uh, several glaive grisame spoon, grisame yeah. glaive spoon, <laughs> spoon shields, axe spoon, hand spoon, spoon armor, spoon axe, bed spoons, a lot of spoons. 
Not a single soup in sight, though. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, so you you guys you all start, or I guess Huxic and Eric are are sorting through this these two wagons. You're seeing a lot of. I mean, they're they were transferring their whole lives down there, so there there's a decent amount of clothing. There is a set of cutlery and uh, some some dishes that have been packed nicely. Uh, you're seeing a lot of household items. Uh, filling up most of one wagon and there's not an extreme amount of weapons it looks like he might have only i mean some of you are uh, a pr- some of you do have appraisal arms and armor do you not could you roll that you oh that was still opposed however it is three versus a three 11. yep so you're like these these items here look like items that he probably sold the bulk of what his what his stock in Bashan, and Mainly what he kept were probably things he either thought were too nice or sentimental or things that he couldn't get a good price and didn't want to settle for too low. So there's a there's a decent amount of fairly nice equipment uh, around here. And you recognize them as as some pretty fine dwarven work. Uh, You find in total, you find a a two handed war hammer. uh, Looks like a smithy hammer, a hand axe. A two-handed sword, a large shield, a buckler, and three crossbow bolts. And of those things, with your appraisal, and it must be your affinity with dwarven items, uh, Mm -hmm. you believe there are three bolts of plus one. Those are the crossbow bolts. You believe the buckler is a plus one. Ooh, wow. And you believe the hand axe is a plus one. Nice. Uh, I think uh, I just found uh, what I'm going to exchange my hand axe for. <clears throat> so I'm going to do that plus one. What does that give plus one to? It'll give you plus one to hit and damage. Plus one to attack and damage. So if, if, you just, if you just put magic bonus one, That'll take care of it. Oh, okay. And it's it says magic bonus, but it's not quite a magic bonus. This a plus one just means it's yeah. a superior weapon. It gets magic when it gets to I think mm-hmm. plus five. I always forget the exact threshold, but uh, there's right a at that point. point it's cool. Okay. In, in addition, um, never mind. Oh yeah, what do you want to say? I was just going to ask what the difference between like a large and medium shield would be. Is it just damage reduction and weight? A medium shield and a large shield don't have any defense or damage reduction bonuses. The difference they have is weight and cover against ranged attacks. So a, a large shield will give you more cover passively and if you try to hide behind it. I'll take it. Okay. Okay, I'm throwing the rest of it into the group treasure heap for now. In Just in addition to that, on on the on the bodies, you find in their coin purses, thirteen trade coins, eight copper pieces, and eighteen silver. In a, in addition to that, you also find enough food to feed all of you and those that are dead for fifteen days. So an enormous amount of food. So How much there's... food does the dead person eat? Let me see. Zero? Well, I mean, if it feeds us and the dead people, clearly you're adding it into the equation somewhere. Well, at some point they would have eaten. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, it'd probably be unrealistic for them to carry all the food all for the entire trip because you're going through several towns. So I'd say it'd probably be enough for a week for everyone in the caravan, and then you would have resupplied. So there's a total of ten, ten weeks of rations on on these if you'd like them, but that is a lot of weight. Wagons. Uh, right. We could still take the wagons with us, but if you're saying that we need to be on the run, we probably can't take it all. Why not? I'm sorry. Why not? Too slow. Yeah, slow, heavy, leaves tracks. Very obvious. Can't go into the mountains. And if we are being tracked, and doesn't matter. Next time we set up a camp, they'll catch us and keep slitting throats. Well, then perhaps we put the things we do not intend to take with us aboard one of the wagons and set the horses to run on their own as a distraction, an opposite trail to follow. I guess not a bad idea if you think they're going to keep coming after us. Honestly, we should probably hunt down that dwarf woman a little bit. My suggestion... Why? That's what that's Eric. Figure out what the hell's up. One of them kill him? If so, we could probably just keep the cart. If they did, would we not be wandering into a trap of their own creation? I'll look to the rest of you and go, have you been to Bryhoff before? I mean, I guess we passed it by once. I didn't pay attention. No. Did you mean Bijoff? Eh, human letters are all the same to me. Either way, I am suggesting that we head no further south. The closer we get to Witch Hunter Central offers us more danger for less reward. So what are you suggesting? Just head straight up into the mountains and, uh, hope? I suggest we take what materials the gods have offered to us this day and head east. And forget our other mission west? We didn't We didn't have one to the west. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Oh, wait, no, no, you're right. Yeah, west is the way we're trying yeah, to go. Yeah. East is into the forest. Sorry, yeah. I did it again. So, so, yeah, I everything you said to, to west. There I did that, yeah, I, I did, did that last time, earlier. too. Yeah, yeah I, meant, I meant west. I meant west. Well, I said east. it last time, too. I said east, and we me and Griff had a whole thing, and I was like, yeah, I meant west. <laughs> we're going west. It's, it's fine. Um... <laughs> Half the group goes west, half the group goes east. We'll meet in the middle, which is literally here almost. Here. <laughs> because the world is actually a half sphere. I'll meet you where the dragons are. Mm-hmm. Off the edge of the Eric map. would like to go west. Uh, he wants to go west, and he's he advocates speed over anything else. Fine. I, I sent him some messages. Uh, we, since we knew he was going to be gone, I sent him mm-hmm. some messages asking him what he wanted to do. Um, 
And that's what he said. Well, I guess it's a good thing I made peace with the god of the dead. If they sleep my throat, I'll have a speedy time going back to where that I'm supposed to go. Let's go west then. And just so we're, we're clear on the how you're leaving this site, some of you, you were going to take care of the bodies and bury them? Yeah. Yeah, it's my, it's my job usually. Usually I get paid for it, but lately it's been a lot of uh, unpaid labor. <laughs> and then you're you're leaving how much of this stuff that like these weapons that you found how much of them are you leaving and how much of them are you taking? Uh I'm throwing all the uh weapons into the group loot bag. I'm definitely taking the plus one hand axe for myself. Uh as for like the rest of everything, I guess the question is are we taking the cart? Not if we not if you are concerned about being tracked. Perhaps mm -hmm. we could just take the horses? There are two mules, but neither of them have saddlebags. Really? A mule per cart? One mule for a cart full of shit being tracked? I believe this is what we call being cheap. I yes. mean, that's also yeah. how you kill a mule. That's what we call being cheap. That's what you call cruelty to animals. <laughs> exactly. They're one and the same. Just let the mule go. It's fine. He's not going to follow us. I was merely considering the ten weeks of rations, which could come in handy for such a journey. Well, we can't carry it all, and the mule is going to slow us down. Bringing a cart into the mountains? No. I'm going to uh, Just personally take... The mule. The mule yeah. Well, I guess the mule will keep up with us over rocky terrain. Yeah. True. Do we have any saddlebacks, though? Nope. Anything, anything we can pack it in? Does the cart have any rope or anything like that to, you know, tying stuff in the back of the mule? There's probably rope, yeah. Okay. I mean, assumedly, the wagons are also filled with bags. Bags of these people's stuff. Yeah, I know, That's but true. if we're going to leave the cart, if we're going to take the mule, we have, have to have a way to... No, 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 bags. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if... what I was trying to follow your thought process. If we... T one bag, another bag, we rope off the tops of both bags and just lay it over top of the mule so it hangs off both sides like a saddlebag. We can make yeah, our but... own saddlebag uh, in that way. Yeah, that's what he was saying, with the rope. Yeah, no, I was just say, spelling it out, but then you all thought I was talking about bringing the carts again. It's like, no, I'm not. That's not my thought process yeah. at all. Carts have yeah. wheel tracks. We don't want to be trailed. Yeah, I got feet. Yeah. We don't leave there's, feet tracks. There's there's several. There, there's enough large bags on on these these wagons that you could uh, fashion your own saddlebags for these for these mules. Yeah, there we go. It will be makeshift, and so you won't be able to carry quite as much as you would normally be able to. So how much weight, like, how much stuff do you want to pile on these on this mule? I mean, 10 weeks of rations is the obvious number one choice. Mm -hmm. That way we can avoid, uh, you know, hostile civilization for as long as possible. What else was that there? Would, that would be 250 pounds. Um how much can a mule? Or no, carry? that would be it would be 
500 pounds with uh with regular rations and a and a mule can carry that would be past heavy encumbrance so it, it could carry it but it would be slow well, i mean we could we split it up between them, two we? mules yeah 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 there you go yeah how much encumbrance is that on them? one mule uh divided in half um that would put them both at medium encumbered so normal speed then well i mean a little bit slower than normal speed but they're quadrupeds, so they're still going to be faster than we are. Right, so that should be fine. If we just take the What food. about food for the mules? Aren't they grazers? We're going up into the mountains, so... Yeah, I don't think... There's still grass in the mountains. I mean, we're not climbing to the top of the mountain. We're not climbing past the point where trees stop growing. I mean, mules are perfect for that kind of environment, so... Also, yeah, if we run out of grazing grass, we'll stop and cut some grass. Okay, so loading up 10 weeks of rations on the mules, and with these makeshift saddlebags on their backs, and alright, is there anything else you want to take aside from that 10 weeks of rations? Fast forward to two weeks from now when I start feeding the mules my own blood because he ran out of food. <laughs> okay. It's a little extreme, but sure. So as you're burying the dwarf first, as you're doing your funeral rites, you find around his neck uh, an iron key. Okay, I guess I'll take that key. Huxix. Yeah? Did you find any locked items amongst the carts? I don't think so. Uh, Eli? No, nothing locked. He's not wearing a chastity belt, is he? You give him a double check, and uh, no, he is not wearing a chastity belt. Maybe a house key? Yeah, just something to put in the pocket, I guess. It's like a trinket now. Like when you're a kid, you find a key on the street, and you don't know what to do with it. It'd be funny to have yeah. a chastity belt, and then also the own your own key for it. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a test of, uh, you know, self-restraint. If you ask me, it's probably a key to Draska. Ah, you know Draska too, do you? That's a joke. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying that now. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. But yeah, whatever secret entrance it has, that probably is one of the keys. Can you set off, then? Uh, I guess it seems so. All right. Just so we have kind of a general idea of what path you want to take, uh, can you guys draw me, uh, I guess, whoever's leading? Well, first, we make a big old round circle around here, and we probably do another one over here. You can see where I'm going, right? Because there's going to be this long-ass <laughs> protrusion where we head towards Bashan. <laughs> oh, God. Is your intent to go to Bashan, or is your intent to go farther than Bashan. Like do you want yeah, like you, you mentioned yourself that you're trying to uh, you were trying to avoid uh like with with taking this much rations you could avoid going to cities. Right, let's see. You could take that river up there. Are you I see you pointing at something. there. Come on, move map. Was there a river on that line that you drew? Okay, yeah. 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 So yeah, something like that. Yeah, cuz the ultimate goal I would think would be to reach here. I mean, I, wish yeah, I... I guess, I guess basically if you just put a, yeah, if you put somewhere where you want your ultimate goal to be and then 
that giant X there would be my suggestion towards an ultimate goal, because from that river, which is near enough to where we are, we can follow it down to... Well, the edge of the map says... Tildo? Yep. Tildo, because I know that there's, that river extends down to a giant lake with a elven city on both sides of the, the lake, and it... Uh, goes back down to a giant bay. I know the overmap. I don't recognize that specific city, but yeah. That river goes into a major trading hub uh, port area, which is part of a different region that Betragor is in. By the way, we can go to Betragor. Fine place. Not a problem. Betragor is not part of Shanabeth. And from that, we can trail on down towards the other uh, lake cities, which are fantastic, by the way and probably find our dwarven information on that side of things. I say, probably taking 20 minutes to tell you all, since I've for some reason forsaken my own speech pattern to give you all this information. Alright. <clears throat> so I've laid out a line of uh, what I think I would suggest, where we can take that first initial river, cross over to the next, we have a long winding trail through the mountains, then we can end up in Gaina. I, From there, can't we can help, just go way down the river. But notice, Griffin, that you've headed... Why Why are you taking us right to the gay bar? Because that was one of our original destinations. No, we want to avoid that. That's part of Shinabeth. And the closest crossing is between there and there. Look, okay, there's no reason to go to the Nazi camp because it's the closest crossing point. No, we want to go there because then we can ask where the dwarven cities are. No, not in Shinabeth. Okay, I'm just gonna. There we go. Here's my alternate suggestion. Oxicle just crosses arms and you go. I know you're afraid of getting it hunted down, but if we head out into the mountains, it's not like they're gonna guess. Like, ah, I guess they went all the way south down river to this small little dwarven enclave. We need to go to the west beyond the mountains anyway. Stop trying to suggest we head into the home of the murderous witch hunters that want everyone dead. To be fair, I don't think anyone likes you anywhere, so I mean, what's the They are killing nobles associating with clerics. No, you're thinking too broadly. Those people who are camping back up there in uh, whatever that stupid town is, they're the ones who are doing this activity, and if we're not on their trail, then we're free. Shinabeth is anti-religious. They have an entire sect of people just to kill and root out clerics and those associated with So are you them. saying we shouldn't even stop in Gyneth, then? Correct. Alright, so what path do you suggest we take that avoids all civilization altogether and doesn't use any sort of river where people like to actually be, you know, that has water that we'll need? that we don't necessarily have huge barrels for. The river is fine. Random people. people on the river are not as much of a danger. Population centers contain great 
numbers of people. They are kind of the same people. Yes, because all people in a city occupy all points on a river. Clearly, your knowledge of river folk is unparalleled. Far be it so what I'm from saying. me, the person who rode a boat from the southern seas to this place to suggest to you, a dwarf, what the water is like. I kind of lost track of what you were saying because it took so long to say. Look, keep your head down, keep your hood up, you'll be fine. We still gotta actually cross the mountains first. Right, so... which does not involve going to the gay bar. So, let's just start going up the river first. Down. Because I'm sure this plan will go perfectly and nothing bad will happen along the way. Just gonna Thinking look at, look at of nothing that. bad happening. <laughs> so, you begin your journey and you, you turn off the, the road leaving behind these these carts and um, this this kind of discussion starts kind of at camp when you're deciding where to go, but you guys all agree on the fact that you're going east, which is actually west. Uh, it's October, to the mountains. West. <laughs> when the I say left. east, I really the mean other. west. When that I way, say north. That way, if anyone's eavesdropping on us, they have no idea where we're going. <laughs> I, I've heard. I've Captain, Captain, I've, I've, I've discovered their plan. They're heading east. The witch hunters are searching, combing east for you. Yeah. Can't find you. <laughs> they're going east to Petragar. Oh, they're taking the long way. <laughs> I mean, going around anyone globe. listening to our planes knows what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easy to throw them off when you don't quite know what you're doing. No, I heard them saying very loudly they were heading towards the game. <laughs> you see, the world is a globe, and therefore, once you go in, guarantee, guarantee. If we dig straight through the earth, we'll get there faster. So I'm, I'm assuming this kind of conversation between Hoxic and Aramon is is going the entire way as you're as you're trekking, mm -hmm. because eventually, you know, everyone else is just going to keep going and start moving west, uh, especially with Eric just trying to get there as, as fast as he can. Um, what do you think your your marching order would be? Who would be leading the charge? on this path. I think I would. That would make sense. I'll go behind. Uh we can we can toss out our marching order right here. Just we can do it to the side of the map here. Who okay. would like to be leading the mules? Which we'll Somebody. present with a single mule for now. But he actually knows how to handle animals. Let's take a look. Is that actually a no animal oh, handling? Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. So animal sure. handling is a specific skill. Animal husbandry is the general one that we all get. So it's, it's easier to get animals to fuck one another than it is to do what they tell them to. I know how to ride a horse. <laughs> uh, Should be Hoxic, you have some skill with uh with animals? Yeah, I have husbandry, that's about it. That should be enough to lead them on a road. Anyone can lead them. Um, that's that's fine. Um, but to to kind of like to calm them or get them to do exactly what you want in more dangerous situations, well, um, we'll 
that that'll be harder to do. And uh, Reither is this Dwayne the Rock Johnson looking fellow. Uh, is this the general walking order? Aramon in the. F- uh, I guess we'll go. So I just dropped myself out in the map. I didn't actually put yeah. myself in any order. We'll say since you all love going east, we'll say you're heading east. I'll just put myself in the middle there. Uh, let me just drag my token all the way down to Betragor, where I am. I just that's my order. <laughs> Over two hundred feet away. All right, so it looks, and then Orbel would be in the front. Uh, Mm-hmm. With the mule here by Hoxic, so this is about your your general walking order, um, and you're you're proceeding west in in the actual direction of travel. You you're mainly traveling through the woods, and you're starting to gain more and more elevation uh, rather rather quickly. The foothills to uh, of of the Bith Mountains are are rather. I mean, they they go steep rather quickly. So it's good that you found a river channel to kind of follow, a river valley to follow up. And it's while you're proceeding down one of these river valley trails um, into the mountains that I need everyone to make opposed observation checks. Number to beat is 107. Oh, 78. I did it. So you're you're proceeding along this this mountain trail and and Orbel maybe you're just a little bit up front and you're 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 kind of scouting out a little bit and trying to trying to look for the best path and if it splits up uh, you're, I mean you're just doing your due diligence as a as a ranger when you you're you're looking up at the next branch ahead and you notice some movement above you kind of in the in the rocks overlooking uh, the path you're taking and it's it's at that point that you realize you're being ambushed. You notice small creatures that are with a with a grayish brown skin with what looks like some some leather assortment. Some have leather armor. Some have uh, just loincloths. And they're all some you see looks like two of them have bows. And it looks like they're getting ready to ambush you. Oh, boy. Time to raise the shield. So, uh, if I could have everyone roll initiative. Cool. Should probably do it once we get onto like an actual battle. Can I uh, tell what they are? They oh, yeah, you'll have to roll attack? initiative on this map. Uh, and what die size are we rolling? Uh, you are all rolling D12s, except for Orbel, who has a, D, a D10. Where are we going west? Where are we going west? Because it's flipped. He's just using east for west. You know, like they yeah. might. Yes. It's okay. Um, we'll continue to be confusing the entire time. It's not confusing at all. How many days have passed? Because we need to also the heal us as well. True. Uh, it's, it's the same day. But yeah, no, can I tell what they are? Um, here. Well, I flipped easy. it. <laughs> now okay. everyone's upside down. You guys can hear me, right? Yes, yes, we can hear you. I don't, I've asked yeah. the same question three times, and can I can't even tell know. from your face if you can hear me. Because I have not looked at your roll yet, because I'm trying to set up this battle. No, I field. figured that, but I was looking for a yes or no. I have no idea what your roll was. Thirteen. No, but it was twenty-three three. out of twenty-one. Yeah, but it was an opposed roll. So, oh, you're making that? Oh, monster. no, I made the skill check well before initiative was asked for. So that's why I was asking way <laughs> okay. back when, you know, five minutes ago. But I'm really exaggerating how long ago it was. Seven days ago, when I asked you. Look, I'm also filling dead air. Oh, I need to pull up the... Uh, so, oh, yeah. it looks like we've got Hoxic has rolled initiative. 
Aramon has rolled initiative. Elka has rolled initiative. Since Eric is not here, we're just going to put him in charge of the mules for now, actually. That makes some right. more sense. It frees up the rest of you. They have not rolled initiative. It looks like I need Vrykther to roll initiative. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I need Orbel to roll initiative. What are we rolling? Sure to oh, you're rolling a D10. If you have improved initiative, that'll improve it one more. Okay. And Aramon, you have no idea what these creatures could be. God, that monster lore skill is just shit. <laughs> so you rolling it will will it tells me that you're gonna roll it, but the monster lore rolls are actually in secret because if you fail by a certain amount, you're gonna get misinformation. Right, but I meant it wasn't clearly it wasn't a standard check because I think I was within standard amount. So just means that uh, difficult skill a lot of the time. And I don't think yeah, any yeah. of us has ever had a really high monster lore skill. Yeah, me mechanically, you have to roll under your skill. So you have a 21% chance of recognizing a monster for what it is. And if you Clearly fail by... We're being attacked by Sturges. They're Sturges! I can tell by the G, however. <laughs> yeah, and they're... they're rolling initiative. <laughs> they're G Sturges. I... They're all that with a nickname. I ought to add plus two to my attack for this encounter. Yes, the nickname uh, Goblin. They're all pets. You would, you would actually probably recognize them, Hawksick, because you are a dwarf as goblins. But because you don't have monster lore, you wouldn't know anything specific about their, their actual nature. And and goblins are common enough that you might have even heard of them, Armon. You've just never seen them in the flesh. Would I? Oh. I know. I would. I know what they are because I'm a half hop goblin. You'd probably recognize your your lineage enough um, to to guess that they'd be goblins. Well, I mean, you're better than they are, though. Of course. Yeah. I don't mean that... I don't mean that because of the half part. I mean, from your hobgoblin side, you're better than a goblin. It's literally. I am better in every single way, and probably better at dying too because they ambushed us. <laughs> yeah, and they go first. Yep, so they're they're gonna go first. So just so everyone knows how how ambushes work. So if if Orbel if Orbel had failed his check, they would have all gone on initiative one, or at least all the ones that were coordinated would have gone on initiative one. But because Orbel beat their sneaking roll, essentially he spoiled their surprise round. And instead, they, they still roll D4s because they're waiting in, in ambush, but they don't get to go automatically at initiative one. So that's the, the kind of advantage. You've kind of stolen their immediate initiative from them. And so on second one, everyone will plod forward at a, at a walking speed as everyone's still unaware of what's going on. And on second two, Vrykther is aware of combat. <laughs> Yeah, he'll... he's the first one to actually see them uh, make their way down the mountainside. Yeah, I guess if I'm control of Rhyther, yeah, then yeah, he'll draw his battle axe, which is a second, and then uh, he'll call for battle so that okay. everybody else. So reduce your reduce your initiative by everyone can reduce their initiative by two as Rhyther calls out, goblins. Still puts me at the tail end of four, I think, which is unfortunate. And that moves us up to second three, which is Vrykther. He's got his battle axe out, 
uh, his dagger too, if he'd like that. Um, I'm not so confident with double handing weapons. I don't know the rules that well, so I'm just going to stick to what I know right now, which is instead of falling into the trap of learning rules as you go. Yeah, so if, if you do the battle axe in one hand and dagger in the other, it works just like normal because you're just defending with the dagger. It's it's just a point where you start attacking with both of them that you delve into different rules. So I, I currently have him set up. Right, but the battle axe and dagger is the same defense as just the battle axe. There's literally no reason for me. And I'm not going to try and attack with one and the other. I'm just wielding the battle yeah. axe two-handed. So, Perfect. Oh, uh, is this is this right, the measure? Uh, yeah, this this measure should be, yeah, the... the How far do you move with one movement right. again? Five feet at a jog, at a walk, ten feet at a jog. Okay, so, wow. Okay. It just feels so small. Uh, we move on to second four, which is Reichther again, charging up into the, this big, fuky man charging up into the, off, off the trail. The goblins see that you're... You you hear them throw up a hue and cry as well as they start charging down the mountain. Although charge is a little uh, generous for them, you see up kind of in the in the rocks around you. Two of them have bows and they are starting to put arrows, uh, or or at least draw back those arrows to fire. Their All hue right. and cry will alert several of them as well. And in general, the goblins just move forward to to ambush. Oh, Hoxic, what are you going to do? You're also on a, on second four. Uh, I'm going to start equipping my shield and moving forward. Uh, dwarven movement speed. How can I move? How far can I move from stationary? Two and a half feet. A jog would be five feet. Jog would be five feet. Ah, so you don't have. Cool. The and then next turn, I start ones. accelerating. Uh, how long does the how long do shields take again? A D four. A D four plus one uh, with an exclamation P. The the D four does penetrate. Yeah. So let's go ahead and roll. 1d4, exclamation mark, p plus 1. 4. So All I'm right. going to mark that down. Three more rounds. All right, so then delay. You can just hit uh, delay 3 then, or you can just hit done if you're going to move every second. I definitely am. Okay. So you start pulling out your shield and strapping it on as you're moving in Vreikther's, uh in the same direction that he's going. No, say it. In his shadow. In as his you shadow. Move in Vreikther's shadow. As Good. you move in front of shadow. <laughs> uh, you know, while you struggle to get your actual shield on. Right there in Hoxic, since you two are leading the charge. Yep, ten feet up, and one shield turned down. Oop, there we go. Meanwhile, Orbel and uh, Elka and Aramon are just pleasantly walking along, enjoying this trail. It's nice. Uh, you know, the difference in the amount of time it takes between one person shouting, hey, to battle, and everyone else to catch up on the initiative order <laughs> has to be a lot of just da-da-da-da-da. Wait, what did he say? Da, wait, da, 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 wait. <laughs> and the thing is, I made my roll. I saw them first, so but I still somehow, because of initiative rules, I... Yeah, uh, it's a lot of, wait, what? <laughs> no! Just keep doing what for 11 to 12 seconds. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, your thought process is as slow as Aramon's talking. I I assume there's some of it. Like, you were, you were just, like, leaning down and looking at the ground to survey tracks, and you're looking up, and you're like, no! Who changed my mouse sensitivity? 
I mean, conversely, you could just have a really good sense of people, Orville. Maybe these are good people. I refuse <laughs> to believe that this is an ambush. <laughs> ambush! This couldn't happen to me. I've made my mistakes. Hawksick and uh, Vrykther. All right, I'm going to keep moving up. How tall is this ridge? Oop, accelerated. That would be about uh, 15 feet up. What would it take to get up there? Probably a climbing check of some kind. Let's just see what you're climbing at. Yeah, I'll make. It. I'll try it because it doesn't All finish right. my movement. So I move and I climb. So you move up to the wall and you begin starting to climb up the. Try to climb up the wall. All I'm right? dead. I've died. Good game. <laughs> So he's he's climbing up this uh, this fifteen foot wall, and he's uh, it, it'll it'll probably take him just one second to reach that halfway point, and he is ah stuck. I mean, with the the height of that wall, he probably hasn't really even gotten off the ground at this point. Well, I mean, he might even only just be twice as tall as I am, basically. Yeah. So Vrikes are on second seven. Try again. You could always try again. There we go. Ah, so oh, he begins clambering. Fine, hold on. What's oh. Frighters? <laughs> no, no, that was. It says Frighters. Oh, okay. Sorry, I've used, yeah. my name was there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like Griff. I'm not used to playing all these side people. So Frighters starts trying to climb up this wall. Um, it's going to take him two seconds to climb up the wall. All right. All right. Shield will be up this turn. Uh, I don't suppose I could also get the weapon out on the same turn, or will it just be the next one? It'd be on the, or what size weapon is it? Uh, oh, it's just a hand axe. So I believe that's small. The small, it could be out this turn. All right, cool. So it is also out. I now have my weapon and my shield. All right. And I'm charging. So. Uh, the two of them look like they're they're charging at you as well. Ah! What kind of weapons they got? Uh, it looks like the both of them have short swords. Okay, cool. I think I probably have more reach than they do then. This this goblin archer up here, you see him draw a sword as well as Vrykther starts clambering up uh the the wall. Uh we'll start with uh we got well, we got Hoxic and these two goblins here. Um I assume you're gonna meet the two of them in the middle. So mm -hmm. you wanna just move up and what is the reach on your hand axe? Uh 1.5. They are already in my reach. Well, that's that's threatening, so you want to be within the green range. Oh, right. So them. I have to be up to, like, here. So yeah. I, I moved them only half, half mm -hmm. as far, because you're also moving towards them. Yeah. You do have reach, because you have that hand axe. You just have a little bit more reach than their short swords. Mm -hmm. So is it, are, now, are you taking in the penalty because you're a dwarf as well to your reach? Uh, yes. It says it's 1.5. I assume that's actually probably shorter than normal. No, so normally it's one and a half feet. So for you, it would just be a half foot. Okay, so it is at 0 0.5. Yes, which means that their short swords, which usually have a reach of two, drop down to a foot, a f drop down to one because they also have short stubby arms. And so their short swords, they'll actually be able to attack first. Yeah, I'm just double checking to make sure real quick. Uh, yep, yeah. So 1.5 down to 0.5. So they they both swing first, but you have your, your shield to, to block here. So the first one, uh, which 
his lovely Gabo one gets a ten to hit. All right, first defense roll. I even got a dog for good luck now. So let's. Uh, and you have a, a medium shield, right? Yes. Awesome. So yeah, you easily dodge the. Or you, you duck under the first short sword swing, and the second one gets a twenty-one. Ooh, that's gonna be harder. Come on, roll a ten for symmetry. Twenty-one as well. And and ties go to the defender. Yeah. So he has hit your shield for zero points of damage. So you you charge up you, nine hit points. Yeah. <laughs> you you charge up. You you block us. You you knock aside both their weapons with your shield. And which one would you like to attack? The one on the top or the bottom? Uh, let's go with the one on the top. All right, swing away. Take it to the top. Top. As an eleven. And is that with your plus two against goblins? That is. Perfect. His defense is also an 11. Do you have anything? Do you have one-upsmanship as a talent? Oh, I have luck. Luck only works on the defense. For Ah, uh, dang. That's unfortunate. Then, yeah. no, I don't have anything, unfortunately. Yeah. How high is your honor? Uh, if your honor is high My enough... My honor's at, like, a... 8 right now. Ah. Was well, very honorable to begin with. Oh. I, yo, yeah, that means I don't have the free plus one either, do I? That's what I was going to ask for. Unfortunate. Well, so you uh, block aside both their weapons and swipe, but it misses. So that is our initial clash, and now I will delay based on speed. Delay eight. Submit. There we go. I think you both have, the both of you have the same weapon speed, so it's going to be a fairly, that'll happen. You'll just swing every every eight seconds there. Uh, Orbel, on mm-hmm. second eight, you see this ambush happening. You hear the yell. You you hear the yell about it, and there's a goblin in your face. What are you going to do? He's charging you. I mean, I, I have my my buckler and club. That's why I went in eight. I was like, I smacked with a ambush, and everybody scattered. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and he goes first. I think is uh, he his short sword beats my. Uh, Club. His short sword would normally beat your club, but he is a goblin, so he's got these short little arms. So he only has a reach of one foot. And I, what is the reach on your club? I think it's for some reason I close my character sheet. Uh, my reach on my club is it's right next to the attack modifier that's calculated. Uh, attack uh, two point five. Yep. So you easily outreach this uh this goblin. So uh, swing away. You have a minus four. Do you remember what that minus four is from in your... Uh, fighting defensively, yeah. Oh, are you still fighting defensively? No, no, I'm not. All right, so yeah, make sure to get rid of that. So you actually got a uh, a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah. And you got an, and he got an eight, so your, hit stri- your, your swing strikes true. Five points of damage. Most of that is absorbed into, the D, into his DR, but you do whack him pretty solidly as he charges in, but he still gets a swing as well with a roll of a six. Oh, with a 14, he smashes again. You easily catch it on your buckler um, for three points of damage, which is uh, easily absorbed between your buckler and your armor. Uh, your armor. So then the goblin will delay. I will delay as well. And here, let me, uh, now, you, now you should be able to delay without giving you an error. Mm-hmm. That'll be nine seconds until you can swing again with your club. Mm-hmm. 
It's Goblin Archer here. Vrykther is climbing up the, the, the rock wall in front of him. The Goblin is going to try to swing down and stab him as he's climbing to try to stop him from getting up to him. Vrykther is at uh, quite the disadvantage while climbing. I'm going to have him roll a d8. The Goblin stabs him as he's climbing. Well, or good to know you, Vrykther. Good to know you. <laughs> Lord, that's 18 points of damage from a short sword. Is he looks like he had two exploding, three exploding dice on that attack. Might, uh, yeah, might guess that's a little over top. Total party killing coming. <laughs> is is he up? Oh, yeah, no, because he has a DR of two and a wound threshold of 17, so that brings him to a one. <laughs> Great start to this fight. Uh, Roll a uh, threshold of pain save. So you've got a con a pretty low con on Vrither. So you have to roll a d20 and try to roll under a two. Ah, so he's down. So so Vrither charges up. Ambush! He jumps up this rock face and begins scaling it. And he's about to the top. And this goblin stabs him in the in the neck. And he plummets down and falls on the ground. And he's going to be out for 25 seconds. Oh, you changed turns the moment I hit the the delay oh. button. <laughs> uh, now you can hit delay. So we move on to second 10, and you can hear the clash of weapons, and uh, Elka takes another step forward. Eric has probably stopped by now, and he, calm down, mules. He's, you know, having a stubborn off with the two mules, and we go to Armon at second 11. I begin the Deathly Passage. All right. Is there a language restriction on that? Don't think so. I think it just has to be visible. Sorry, I'm trying to find my... There we go. Um, book number first. So I haven't refreshed my stuff in a while. Let's see. By invoking a frightening visage that preys upon mortal creatures. Uh, fear of death. Oh, fear. Don't see anything about them having to understand the language. No, no, yeah, that. Uh, so it so it works. So your uh, your I, first one activates. Well, I have to make a and, um, intimidation. Oh, check. right, right. You do have to make a. Uh, this is a difficult intimidation check to convince them that you've come to claim their souls easily uh, under your intimidation score of 95. So what does this deathly visage look like to these goblins? Uh, I walk in such a weird fashion that it looks like from the edge of my robes and everything that I'm hovering, you know, in that weird way that the robes flow underneath my feet. And I'm just like pale, skeletal, almost finger, because I'm so tall and yet skinny that I'm just hovering towards them, outstretched, uh, bony finger pointed. Because all they all have right. to do is believe that the Avatar of Death has come for them. So anyone within 50 feet is affected by this? Yep. Which now, knowing the scale of the map. So one of them, uh, two of them actually are afraid. So can you roll a d20 and add your morale modifier actually no orbal can you roll a d20 and add your morale modifier oh come on i'm the guy with 17 charisma penetrating uh if, if it does roll natural 20 then we'll have to deal with that separately no it's just an 11 so 
Armon, you've done that big scary thing, and that'll take one second, correct? Yeah. All right. So then hit done, and on second 12, the goblin in front of you, Orbel, uh, you see him, he's fighting with you and, and trying to hit you, and you're blocking him off, and uh, you're exchanging blows, and you see him kind of pause for a second and, and look past you for a moment, and then turn and run. Say, I what say, would you like to do? I'm going to go for this guy. I'm going to let him run. Say, that's right. Death comes right behind you. And I, I, I run. I start moving in the direction of this archer right here. Okay. Elka. First so, of so walk. Yeah. The goblin's trying to run, and you're, like, keeping pace with it. And he, ah! Oh, wait. What about the I, other one? This one? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, there's a buckler plus one. Yeah, I'll take the buckler plus one. But not right now. That's something that... He does not have to make a morale check yet. I was afraid he does, I was he does not have to make a morale check. Because he hasn't been pressed yet. Actually, uh, let me count the numbers. I also moved on my turn, and then I'm moving now. That's a different second as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Elka, what would you like to do? I would like to ready my shield in my morning star. Right, so that will take, to ready the both of them, it'll be 1d4 exclamation P plus 2. So it'll take 1d4 plus 2 seconds to ready the both of the weapons. All right, so 4 seconds. So delay 4 seconds. You can still be moving during that time if you'd like to, but it'll take 4 seconds and you'll have both your, your mace and your, your shield out. Uh, this goblin will actually have to make the check because you're out, they're outnumbered. By, or, well, they don't outnumber you all two to one. So, Aramon, since you're the one that initiated that check, can you roll a morale modifier? Wait, is he uh, Roll a d20. What? He's out of range, isn't he? No, it's the one up to the north, the one that fought Vrykther. Oh. What's... Okay. Great. Yeah, yeah, he is... That goblin is running as well. Um, and since no one's really going to be able to reach him... Don't right think. There's, uh, right there's not one to give up, right? He might be unconscious, but he's still fighting. God damn it. He's climbing. This archer, however, is going to... This goblin right here, this archer here, was drawing a bead on you, Orbel, and so he's going to fire. We're at a... a range of 40 feet, so I think that puts him perfectly in range with no penalty for his, his short bow. So can I have you roll a d20? You just have to beat a seven. Or tie a seven, actually. Oh. Ah. Ever lucky. So, you do have a buckler, however. And mm -hmm. I believe a buckler, if you roll a natural 20, you can catch it uh, on your buckler. Yep, it's a natural 20. Nope. Ah. That one the would number... be the seven. Yeah. But you, as you, you turn away from that goblin and towards the archer on, on top of the rise, and he takes a bead and fires and does a total of six points of damage to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, he yeah. draws another arrow. Six points of damage, you say. It's going to be another yes. six days of healing. <laughs> and remember to take your damage reduction from that. Also, be, it's leather armor, so it's only five points of damage, I believe. I think leather armor is two, isn't it? Leather, Leather armor's two, yeah. No, so, okay. So, so, four days of healing. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I'm rolling D3s on you now. Could almost get this done in a day. Well, if I don't take any more damage. Well, and on don't. second 12, this goblin is is running for the hills, running down the path. 
Okay, now in this second, I move faster, right? So I can. Yes, move. you can move up into a jog and move 15 feet. Oh, another square. Okay. Oh, I didn't mean to roll that dodge save. Um, on second 14, this goblin is just running. Since no one's going after this goblin, he's just going to be able to make it off the map. Elka, you can still move during this phase while you're while you're prepping your shield. So you can move. What do you roll? Four seconds. You could move. 40 feet if you'd like over for the time that you had been putting on your shield um like armon yeah i do uh phase two of deadly visage because it took three seconds to get to the next part yeah so intimidation all right i've lowered them by another tenacity level or morale level I don't know which goblins use yep yep so then hit done don't remember. Is it 30 seconds now? Hoxic, can you roll a d20 and add your morale modifier? Uh, Okie doke. My morale modifier is minus three. So I'm going to hit the button and that'll be a 16. Well, that's all right. They got a negative two <laughs> and a negative seven. <laughs> Wonderful. So on second 15, uh, oh, not, not 16, on 15, these two both bolt and turn and run from you. A rearward strike. All right. So that means you're going to stand and try to stab one of them. Since they both ran, you're not going to be able to get an attack on both of them. You'll just have to choose one of them, essentially. Okay. I haven't done anything to either of them, so I'll choose the top one. All right. Let's do it. They are fleeing, and so that's a hit. Ooh. Now, before you roll damage, when you do rearward strike, when you do the fleeing opponent, you do get to make a backstab. And this is one of the times where you can use a backstab with a weapon you wouldn't normally use. Yeah. So Let's see. What did backstab if you want to add that greater than, it would be greater than three and greater than five for the D6. Let's see if I can get it right. Yeah, that, lo that looks right. So, right, so damage. 11. Eleven points of damage. So the the goblin tries and to run and you should penetrate their armor by one Tesla. <laughs> That's correct. And that goblin is incapacitated. Wonderful. So for a for a good amount of time too. That would happen on second fifteen. So that'd be. So that goblin tries to run and you catch him in the back of the the leg and he ah! falls to the ground. Don't you ignore me. And we get to second 16, Elka. All right. So that goblin ran off. That goblin is trying to run off, yes. Okay. Can I attack it now? You have to make sure you have to wait until you're within your green range. Okay. But you can start speeding up. You could go 15 feet instead of 10. There. All right. Then make sure to hit done. Uh, Hoxic on second 16, what would you like to do? Uh, I'd love to move up on this guy and engage him. All right, he is running. He is still moving at this point, so he is also staying active. Like, he's he's he was running, so he's mm -hmm. still running on this turn. Okay, and I will attack him. I am attacking his back, which only means, uh, the... Well, you... Since uh, he was running penetration, second, not backstab, so yeah. Since he was running last second... Like he's he's still kept distance from you is what I mean. So you wouldn't be able to engage him. If that makes sense? Because you're moving uh, simultaneously. Oh right, right. Yeah, we're yeah. in the phase where he can just kind of keep running forever. So I'm not going to get much of anywhere. 
Uh, I'll change my mind a little bit. I'll just move up to this guy and start kuda growing him. Right. How long does that take you? Uh, good question. I think... Oh, I can dispatch him in five seconds. So I'm going to delay five. five seconds. There we go. This goblin, I've, I've moved him as he, as he runs. Uh, this goblin here uh, is, is moving up to, to try to aid. And uh, this goblin archer here is trying, is, he realizes his, his next arrow is not going to be ready in time for you, Orbel. And so he's actually gives, he, he backtracks a little bit. He's in my threatened wrench, by the way. He what? He wasn't in my threatened wrench. So if that counts for anything. Yeah, yeah. So he's drawing his dagger to, to try to fight you, but he's also giving ground uh, to try to back away. Maybe get some assistance from this other goblin. So second 17, uh, this this goblin is, is falling back towards his other comrade who is, who's moving up to try to aid. And this goblin here is falling. The, the goblin that was next to you, Hoxick, you see him hoofing it for the hills. Elka, the goblin in front of you is trying to get away. He's running as fast as his little goblin legs can take him. But you have longer legs. You can move. You can either move it. You can move at a run and still attack him. So you could move fifteen feet if you'd like. You're in range to hit. Attack roll. All right. So you you swing as it back, and you hit. Roll damage. Ooh. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slunish war cry. Ah. <laughs> So you charge after this goblin. He's trying to get away, and you bludgeon him on, on top of the shoulders, and he crumples into a pile. Uh, he isn't dead, but he is threshold of pain. What would you like to do, Elka? Uh, so there's two archers up there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, can I, like, put my shield up to deflect if they fire at me? You, look, you notice none of them have bows ready. They both look like they're trying to fight Orbel. Okay. I'm going to attack this guy again? Or what can I... Well, if, if you'd like to. Okay, yeah, I he, can. He's threshold of pain. Which means I can attack him. Which, it means you can either wait 10 seconds and coup de gras him and just kill him, or you can attack at half your weapon speed and just make attacks against him. All right, I'll coup de gras him. All right. So you already attacked on this second... So that's because that's when you knocked him down. So that's one second. And then coup de grawing him will take 10 seconds. So delay 11 seconds as you put him out of his mystery. Orbel, you see these goblins are trying to band together to fight you. I attacked the northern one. All right. Make an attack. You've right. got the reach on his, uh, on his short sword. And he's got a defense roll of a 10. Which uh, unfortunately will block your four. But he still has a chance to swing at you, so he lunges to stab with a 14. Defense. Got a 23. All right. He gets a... Oh, yep. He gets a 14. You got a 23. So he hits your buckler for four points of damage, which is absorbed into the buckler. Does nothing. So I delay. All right. So then delay your weapon speed. Nine. This goblin is fleeing off the map. Since Hoxic, you're dealing with that scene, and uh, he's going to charge up. Uh, this goblin here is going to step up and attack you as well, Orbel, with a yeah. natural 20 for right. a total of 25 to hit. Okay. There's nothing I can do about that, I guess. Well, I mean, it's always possible that you could also crit. 
You could also crit, and if you get a defense roll that's higher than his roll, you actually will stop his critical, but he will still hit. Nope. Or oh, uh, the worst of all scenarios. Uh, you rolled damage. Uh, damage, not defense. Oh, so often that we get somebody crits and then somebody else crit fails. It happens. Is there anything you'd like to do here? Do you ha- you don't have any luck? So I guess it's just honor. Are you? Looks like you're. Yeah, no. I'm gonna take the all hit. Right. Taking the hit. So the damage it does is six points. However, it's still a critical. He is a smaller creature, so the critical is likely to be lower. And he's got a, a short sword. So he hits you on the top of the shoulder, which seems to be the only ever spot. I swear, on these critical charts, I always roll top of the shoulder. Sometimes uh, you get a hand or back. That's true. Against you, I get only hands or back. Specifically with goblins. Yep. So it does an extra 2d6 damage dice, and these are d6s, so it's a little dangerous. So a total of 14 damage from this goblin. So 10 points. Yes. I'm about to go down. Well, it's worse than that, it looks like. Yeah, I also dropped my shield. Uh, well, you, yep. You drop both your weapons. Um, are you threshold of paint? I believe I am. All right, so that means you need to roll a d20 and try... or. You don't have the, the talent tough as nails. Not yet, no. I'm also going to choose to move on this second. Right, wasn't so roll, you're going to roll a d20, and you're trying to roll under a four. Some five. So you just barely failed. So this you, you get stabbed in the shoulder, and you cry out in pain, and you drop your weapons. You will fall to the ground for five seconds from this. As it knocks him all the way out to go get lunch, I assume. Um, I have a question. Yes. I was channeling uh, my Deathly Visage for another 30 seconds. I can just stop that, right? Yeah. Um, where does that put me initiative, order, turn order-wise? Do I just push myself back to second 19, or...? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'll push you back to second 19. And so... Aramon, you stop channeling your your deadly visage. You see these two goblins fight Orble, and one of them stab him in the shoulder, and he drops. You see the both of the goblins look around and actually turn and run. These two do? These two, yes. Okay. What would you like to do? I go up to Orble, and I cast a spell. Alright, so you're you're going up, you're moving up to, to cast that spell. What's the casting time on? I know, I had to bring that up. I swear I had it in there. I think it's going to be in the range of two to three seconds. Five seconds. So, no, that's fatigue. Trauma is three seconds. Trauma is three seconds. All right. So that'll take three seconds, and that will immediately stop you from being threshold of pained, uh, Orble. Mm-hmm. And essentially... The, co- the the goblins that can escape have escaped, or are at least running off into the mountains. What are the rest of you doing? Elka and Hoxic, you finish off those two goblins. Uh, putting them out of their misery. What are you all doing? If combat is effectively over. Yeah, combat's effectively over. Then I'll cast over. another spell as well. So you heal two two wounds off of one of your things there, Orble. The moment. Very nice. Assumably the worst one. Uh, Oxic will probably look over, see that uh, you two are basically okay, Orbel standing up, and he'll go ahead and loot his goblin. So, so you're, you're you look around. You see, look, he's got a a small pack 
on his side. Inside of it is a copper and a trade coin and a small hunk of what appears to be unrefined copper. And you'd recognize that as a dwarf uh, with with the mining skill. You recognize it as un as as something uh, you've just taken out of the. Quick question. Um, yeah. If I heal, does that also drop the days I need to recover, or does it still the the same? It also drops the days to heal as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the wound number equals the days, the days to recover heal. at maximum. So yes, six that, wounds equals correct. six days. Two wounds equals two days at maximum, etc. Okay. I will look at the goblin's body and see if he has anything on him. Yeah, this one has a looks like a, a half-eaten chicken uh, chicken leg and two copper. Okay, Elka's gonna take a big honking bite out of that chicken leg. <laughs> Roll a Constitution. <laughs> it's mud flavor. It's the only thing they had. Mud chicken. Yeah, and that'll be just where you click on Constitution. Yeah, you you bite into it. It's certainly not flavored how you prefer it. It may not even be fully cooked. And now that you're thinking about it, is it even a chicken? Hmm. But you know, don't tell anyone. But it's decently decent. It's decent. Squab, perhaps. Uh, and then Elka's gonna just kind of. With her morning star, like just bludgeon off one of those goblins' fingers <laughs> and, and preserve it. <laughs> you probably have a knife in your. Yeah, your... we can assume that. She cut off one of his fingers. Stick it in her pouch and look around. Gosh, does anyone have first their aid? weapons like a normal person? Hmm? Does anyone have first aid? Yes, I do. Because you can do first aid checks to heal any of the wounds that people took in this combat by one point. Which I'm going to do. Uh, first with myself? Yeah. And you yeah. took an arrow wound and that critical, so you can do two first aid checks. They're average, so that'll be within 40%. So as long as you're within 40%, you get mm -hmm. a hit point back. So that succeeds, so you'll heal that that wound one point. Then one for the arrow. For the arrow, arrow, arrow. Not one for the for the critical, sorry. Yeah, or one for the critical. Yep. Nope. That one does not succeed. So you aren't able to bandage it, it enough to get a hit point back. Anybody else is wounded? Yes. Uh, Reichther, your new compatriot, Armand's friend, is hurt. Welcome. Uh, he got the typical goblin treatment. Uh, nope. I'm still two days from the hit that I took him. Like... Also retirement. <laughs> 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 two days till retirement. You want to get married? And then I die. All right. I guess everyone's healing up. Hoxic will come back with his little copper nugget here and go, oh, look what I found. Guess they got a mine nearby. Or they merely killed some travelers from a mine. So there's a mine nearby. Yeah. Who knows how far anyone may have traveled. Well, they're goblins, so I'm going to guess, like, uh, anywhere between 20 and 30 feet. I meant the travelers who may have held that nugget. Well, let's be honest, we're probably the only travelers that have come up this way in a long while. There seems to be 
a road here. That's just an illusion. It's a game path. <laughs> game paths are traveled by people. The thing is... Yeah, that's that's what a game path is. You yeah. usually have... If there's a mine, there usually is a village or something nearby so they can process the ore, I think. So it's an abandoned mine or they sold it for somebody right through. Yeah, or one just the goblins know about. Out of character. What are you trying to do, Griff? You want us to go into a mine full of goblins? You know how this works. Hey, nothing bad has ever happened when we decide to go to An entire mines. first campaign. But no, I'm not trying into... to do anything. I'm just literally pointing it out and getting facts straight. I need time Man, to maybe if we had that card, we could set up a whole mining operation and... <laughs> In six to eight months, we could be almost rich. Anyway, we need to set up camp. Where's for uh, work? Yeah, about what time of the day did we get ambushed here? Uh, it it would be starting to get later in the day. Uh, you guys have traveled. Let me check how far this is. You guys have traveled about eight, nine miles so far, and you've, you're making your way into the mountains. So it's it's starting to get dark as travel is getting slower and slower. So this would be fine time to take a rest. Well, those goblins sure thought this was a great place to ambush people, so hey, great place to set up camp. Set up, set up in some high ground. And exactly. And I chamble over, it's like, uh, pick up my weapons. God damn, man. Careful with it. And actually cursing goblins, like, ah, ah, And we're also at our halfway point for the show, so I think we should take a five-minute break or a, or a ten-minute break to so everyone can eat and get any lunches that they need to do. So, five-minute break then. See you all in a bit. Yep.
chucked his in in about two minutes into the oven and then decided that it was edible after that. Took a bite out of it. Hated it. it. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was the cold lasagna. <laughs> well, it would have been better if, you know, someone had maybe put more lasagna in the oven when they started warming up lasagna. How, how would I have known if you wanted lasagna for lunch? <laughs> Everyone wants lasagna for lunch. It's a fact about lasagna. Do they? Lasagna facts. That's what you come here for. <laughs> Ask any what I'm providing. Field. That's true. So you've just de- defeated this ambush. Um, you've decided to set up some camp here and rest for the night. Right? Are, are you putting any more precautions at night or just the regular watch? We still got some pointy sticks, don't we? Uh, back when we were, from when we were uh, ambushing the guards. Oh, um... Yeah, so just take like a single 10-foot line of area, put down the pointy sticks, and then just go, eh, the goblins will walk right in that. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, I uh, guess uh, uh, I guess a preface question actually might be, from which direction does it look like the goblins ran or came from in the first place, so that we could watch particularly that direction as well as the direction we just came? I think a tracking check would be a good check to see where they came from, at least. They kind of scattered to the four winds when Mr. Scary, I'm coming to take your souls, uh, started started talking. No, that was a pose, but it's very high, so I don't think I get much. Yeah, that's a 93. Uh, Orville thinks that they came from farther west and maybe a little bit north. Mm-hmm. So we can watch that direction and the east of... <laughs> ah, sneezes. Yeah. Uh, I'm if I can say that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we can watch that direction and the east if we're worried someone might actually be right at our heels, which um, probably aren't, but never know. Well, luckily you set up those stakes because it obviously scared off whatever was coming for you that night. And everyone makes it through the night uh, safe and sound. It's a little bit colder up here, but most of you are fairly used to the cold being from this this cold region anyways. You're used to the mountains. Well, come the morning, I am going to go to Orbel, and I am going to cast a spell! I do! Every day, all day! On his, um, on his larger wound that I've seen that he has taken this day, or yesterday, I'm gonna cast a nurse wound. Ooh. So I use some of my uh, frankincense, and I anoint your wound with it, and essentially you're just going to heal faster from that one without having to do first aid on yourself. Okay. One eighth of an ounce, and I have seven eighths left. Alright, so you, you apply, apply some little frankincense and uh, his wound begins it can heal at a faster rate then. Anything else in that morning before you trek off? Yeah, I guess I'll heal him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since it's such a big wound, it'll well. I mean, like a month right there. Muted yourself, lessons. Since I was eating, so basically, I could feel <laughs> faster. But which one are you doing? The one that is only three points? Yeah, I'm doing on your your major, the largest wound you have. No, but eliminate the 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 smallest one, and I can then. Uh no. What do you mean no? 
No. The smaller wounds heal faster than larger wounds. So putting right. healing on larger wounds makes them heal faster in general. Okay. Right, because your three-point wound will just go will heal one hit point in three days, but a seventeen or twelve-point wound might take ten days yeah, to even heal one. I say, uh, if you have like a five-point wound, that's what five days, eight days. Oh, sorry, five days, nine days. T total uh, nine days, uh, eleven days. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's going to take you uh, a week. Five, and a half. nine, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, so two weeks. A little over two weeks to heal a five-point wound. I don't know what wounds you have. Don't tell me. I'm trying to only imagine. I'm just saying a five-point wound will take you uh, two weeks plus to heal. Uh, and I'm first aiding you magically throughout the whole thing, so it'll take less time. Whereas I can heal two-point wounds like that. So okay. it makes more sense to do a long-term healing on your bigger wounds and then get rid of all the small wounds. Okay. I guess. Well, that's why I've taken this very verbose thing of explaining it so that you don't answer with an I guess, and you answer with <laughs> an I understand. I still don't understand. Alright, well, anyway, that's what I'm doing, regardless of understanding. Is that I'm Explain doing it that... as Arimon would. Stretch it out over, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. An hour later. Uh, what did he just say? I can't remember what this sentence started with. So, yeah, <laughs> I've cured negligible wounds on your smallest wound. And I have nurse wounds on your largest wound. Okay. Uh, though the question in my mind is, to what degree does nurse wounds work? It it says as if they're recovered, if they're nursed by a first aid provider. But it doesn't say mm. what degree the nurse aid provider is. I mean, the first aid provider is. The first aid provider is... I think the benefit of that spell only works if you don't have anyone with the first aid skill. Well, no. Uh, it, it means that he doesn't have to use his own first aid uh, thing on himself. He can use more on other people. But I just mean to say is it doesn't say what degree it is. Like, is it the two-point version? Is it the one-point version? I'll say it'll stack, since you already have a first aid provider. It'll upgrade that wound to be able... It, 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 can't, it counts if it's being taken care of by a master of first aid. I would say, just as a suggestion, since I'm always offering suggestions on the sheet, that that might be something to have in the wound section. It's like you put a little note in there. The different levels. Like, you know on that, uh, that little checkbox cheat sheet thing that you were showing me before? Yeah. Like how it has the note on the bottom, like if you have this talent, that uh, fast healer, or if you have um, first aid, the different levels. Oh, yeah, yeah, like what everything gives you for the days to heal. Yeah, and how all they all add up together. That would be like a nice little cheat thing for the wound section. Yeah, actually, it would be a good idea. Uh, would be a great thing to add there. Yeah, it's a good idea. That's another thing I'll add because there's a. I noticed a little bug today that I need to work on, but I'll get to that. Is it how your oven doesn't cook things fast enough? Uh, well, <laughs> no, that would be something that I'd like to. I mean, it's. It's it's not like it doesn't cook things fast enough. It works exactly at the same speed of an oven. Uh, it just doesn't instantly heat up a, a lasagna in three minutes. Like a microwave so, would. Yeah, but when I get I home, don't like microwaves. See, when I get home from uh, work, that's what I do. I put a lasagna in a bowl, and I put another bowl on top of it so the humidity stays in, and then put it in there for two minutes, and boom, I'm done, ready to eat. We just don't have a microwave. Well, so, see, maybe you should have started with that. 
Not, I don't like <laughs> microwaves. I don't have a microwave. He does not like microwaves. Yeah, it's the both. Yeah. I just use the heat of my body to warm up my food. Anyways, you guys trek off uh, and continue on uh, through the mountains past this goblin ambush. Uh, and <laughs> you're, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice journey. You're mainly moving up, uh, up to higher and higher heights, and trying to find paths you can take that uh, won't lead you up the the worst of it. And trying to use these goalies and ravines. Can I have everyone make an observation check? Opposed or unopposed? Rise uh, not opposed. Yep, I'm blind, but I can see. I I'm still I'm still recovering from my wound, so. Haskin Vryther, we're good. <laughs> so you're 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 you're. It's a it's a nice meandering walk. You're you're twisting your way through some uh, pretty rubbly uh, you know, passageways that are you're, you're really looking down at your feet. But Armon and Vryther, along with Elka. The three of you are, are paying a little bit more attention to your surroundings, and you notice, you know, as you're as you're going by, that there's a nice spot for a campsite, and that's the first thing you see. It's like nice and secluded. It's got a nice overlook. Like first, you notice it because it might be a good ambush spot, so you're keeping an eye on it, and then you realize, oh, that might actually be a nice spot to camp. And as you wind around this trail, you see, in fact, that. There is an old campfire in the middle of that uh, that little kind of ledge, and it looks like there's still an old split. Uh, is that what those are called? That go those little like uh, would be a little little wooden contraption, and from it hangs a large iron pot. Oh, okay, yeah, I I, I know what you mean now. Hmm. So it looks All like right. an old campsite, and. Uh, Elka, Armon, and Vryther noticed this old campsite, which still has a pot sitting there. Mm. All right. So you, yeah, you, you wind past it. No. <laughs> nope. Why would I? Would it be the goblins? Is it warm? Is it the, uh, you know, has embers that are still warm, or is it something that has been... It doesn't while? look like there's a fire going on at the currently at the campsite. Or, you know, somebody may have had a fire and is still, you know, no, You'd have to decide to get closer. You'd have to decide to get closer. Exactly. I'm literally not the type of person that cares about everything that they see. I am. So I'm going to get closer. Look, it's a giant rock. Looks like a phallus. So so one of them points out that old campsite and uh, Orbel kind of veers out of the way and um, you kind of, you, you, you find the little path that leads up to it and the the fire looks like it's been out for a while. You don't even see embers. Uh, but looking around, you see another you know, plate cracked on the ground and uh, a sleeping bed that looks like it's been shredded. Um, and there's old blood all around this campsite. The murder. Shredded? Roll a tracking check. It's not a murder if an animal did it, is it? And Oh, she's never mind. Getting the warm lasagna. I'm an animal. Can I get away with murder? <laughs> I'm just saying, if a wolf attacks and kills you in your sleep, it's not murder. 
So, Orbel, you're looking around, and there's a number of footprints around here and old blood on the ground. You recognize the tracks as goblins, along with older tracks that look booted, maybe humanoids of some kind. And the, the shredded bedroll looks like it's been stabbed and cut rather than shredded with claws. It looks like from your with your tracking check, it looks like there was some sort of battle that took place here, although not one that looks like it went very well for the uh, inhabitants of this camp. I slowly go back and I inform the rest of the group. It's like, the goblins are at it again. Apparently they jumped somebody in their camp and the fellow either they dragged away his corpse or they, oh, basically, he fought them off. They fought them off. I don't know who it was. I'd be impressed if they did. You, from from looking at the tracks as well, it looks like there might have been four or five people staying at this camp. And you can tell that there are some old drag marks going towards the north, northwest. I point them out. Well, I guess we know for sure where they're coming from then. It just means that in a few days, we will be past this point. I think you're a little confident. The whole mountains are goblin country. I believe I said past this point. Mm-hmm. Which is not the whole country. We've evaded races for goblins. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll take goblins over racists any day. <laughs> Are you implying goblins don't have it out for other people? Let's or is it just that they have it out for other people indiscriminately? Let's talk about racism. <laughs> They're more socially conscious. <laughs> Right, so you you continue on. Um, you you leave this old mining uh, or this old this old site behind, and continue trekking forward. Can I have everyone roll another set of observation checks? It's all on the same day, right? This is the same day. This is well, day two of your journey. Hey, looking good. Orble, you're you're a little bit more conscious after making that that previous tracking check of mm-hmm. of like your surroundings and the tracks and you and you look down and it it looks like there might have been a a human that might have gone on this same path ahead of you and you you see several goblin tracks as well moving moving in the same direction and then they stop and they and you you see that there's a there's a short ravine up ahead and hoxic and Vryther both notice that there's a body at the bottom of the ravine. There's a there's a small narrow ravine, and you can tell. And you, with it being a tracker, can tell it looks like that human at the bottom might have stumbled and fell. And you can see there's a small rock slide as well. Can Vryther identify this as a trap? What is his identify trap? Twenty. Uh, he looks down and he looks around. Uh, he checks and checks the path. He does not believe it is a trap. Is it possible to tell if one was following the other, which are the newer tracks and which are the older tracks? 
it looks like the goblins' tracks lead up to this kind of ravine and then double back. Well, here lies no-name Goblin Slayer. He fell off a cliff like an idiot. Well, that's unfortunate. A little bit of an anticlimax. Wonder what he was doing up here. Never you know. Should not wonder for the dead. For that is how you join them. <laughs> Everyone stares at Armon for like a minute. <laughs> Complete silence. <laughs> what? Yeah. And Lunella, you were going to say something, but you ran off to get the lasagna. Was there something else you wanted to say? Oh. I don't think so, no. Alright. Yeah, we're going to say something like, oh, lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> My in-game character is eating lasagna. <laughs> so, everyone stares at Aramon for a minute, and all you can hear is just the sound of, <laughs> of Elka eating lasagna. All right, so you you continue south. You're I, you're trying to avoid this this further uh, elevation gain, and you're trying to just circle around as much as you can. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the day like passes by. Path. Yeah, there there's luckily there's kind of a, a break, and you're you're trying to find that path and follow the the low levels. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, the rest of the day passes by without any trouble. You're starting to get a little higher in elevation and there's starting to be some snow on the ground um, and on the top of, especially some of these peaks. And as you're moving through these these mountain passes there, it's getting colder and colder. The next morning, so everyone can do a day of healing. Yep. Also spells. And spells. We've got more spells for the day. So it's another three wounds on um, Orbal. Okay. You heal another three hit points. Okay, and um, that includes the the uh, first aid. What do you mean by that? Doesn't first aid uh, every day, or just just the one time that you do it? Just the first after taking the wound, you can do okay. first aid to reduce the 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 severity by one. But okay. after that, first aid only reduces the days to heal by one. So if your wound is is a five point wound, mm-hmm. all that wound will start with only four points. With only requiring four days to heal. Okay. So the first aid reduces first the aid days to hire by one. Affected. Yeah. So I'm gonna. It's master level. It's master level above one. Yeah, it'll be two. Right. Oh. I'm gonna do a check on. I'm gonna uh, check on my other wound. Just remember, you have the uh, the nurse wound on you as well. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to roll for any of it, though. It just oh, it just okay. happens automatically. Um, <laughs> okay. I can I can make a post in our chat about how the the mechanics of healing uh, after mm-hmm. today's session. Yeah, sounds good. Does anyone have weather sense as a skill? Nope. Let me check. I thought I did. You think a sailor would have weather sense? Because I got astrology for some goddamn reason. But I I always wanted to bring up. Okay, can astrology make sure that we don't get lost or something? <laughs> Wouldn't that be astronomy hey. or navigation? Yeah, this astrology a, would be reading fortunes. I mean, it's a fantasy setting. Who the hell knows? Because my astrology, I'm guessing, is um, astrology in the description. I'm pretty sure is the um, constellations and everything, which is placement of stars. So 
how do you not mm -hmm. get lost in the woods in the middle of the woods you follow the north star right so knowing the constellations and everything in astrology to this game's point again you can only you can only follow real world uh, stuff so far in a fantasy game on a different planet with two moons right three moons really okay we're rewarding yeah. that aspect right oh right i i needed to advance the date uh it's the 20th of renewal oh wait uh, I, uh writer has weather sense still overcast forever ignore that actual weather thing because i i haven't haven't categorized it to the mountain. Oh, look at this. It's been a month since it's been overcast. I can't remember what the sky looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't use astrology. It's all... There There are no stars. <laughs> that would be bad. God, why hast thou forsaken us? So you're, you're starting to trek onwards through these mountains. Uh, that's a good question. Does anyone have... Uh, how are you guiding your way west? What is... What is the method for your your travel? I grab this lodestone off the ground and I uh, rub <laughs> it against a sliver of metal and I float that sliver of metal in a thing of water. The I big don't... mountains were over there and we're heading over towards the big mountains. I don't know what you'd call such a device that I've just invented and clearly no one else has ever used. <laughs> there are sailors that can go around the globe here in the setting. I'm pretty sure compasses exist. <laughs> of which I <laughs> yeah. am one of. Although I will mislabel the compass with west and east mislabeled. <laughs> so just as the that's why the party is always confused, because northwest southeast that's how that works. So as you're as you're trekking forward, uh, Vrythier starts looking up and ah, it's overcast. Yeah. What a surprise! Uh, it's overcast. Hey, I don't think the weather will hold for well, for hold hold for long. We we might be in for a bit of trouble. Hmm. Well, we know where some goblin caves might be. I roll my eyes. That was two days ago. Still, probably best to maybe look for shelter uh, against the northern mountains. I'm sorry. If there are caves. Go back again. Um, what weather was he describing? It's it's early morning, and he looks up, and those 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 clouds don't look good. I don't think think it's going to get much worse. Much worse than what? Sorry, much worse than what? Well, certainly going to get a lot colder. Could even snow. And is that the worst that you think? I think he means we can freeze to death. Uh, these mountains get blizzards pretty high and, up. And, and also buried to death. Right, so we ought to find a sheltered cave to bunker in in case it snows. I mean, I have a tent. One tent ain't gonna help you. Or the rest of us. Could also build... Something out of wood? That'll work. Not sure we could build a whole shelter in under eight hours. Surely you could. Tell me, surely. Yes. What are we building out this shelter out of? Wood. Looking around, 
there's not a lot of trees around, and the ones that are around are small and craggly. That's fine. Oxic will go look for a cave while he tries to figure out his, uh, I'm building a shelter I mean, plan. literally, a lean-to would actually work. I mean, it's not what I was going for specifically, <clears throat> but when Lessons mentioned a lean-to and you said there's only small, craggly bits of wood, it's literally what you would use. Yeah, the thing is that we don't get buried, you know, we go to sleep and end up being buried by the snow and freeze I'll lean-to in a hangover. Yeah. If there's any leaves or any, like, foliage or something, you put that on the ground so you're not absorbing the, the cold from that rises up from the ground when the earth gets cold. It's basic survival. <laughs> Especially if you're addicted to those Discovery Channel shows. That's true. Or, or used to own a, a Boy Scout manual. But, you know. I mean, we all get it in our own way. Today, out here in the wilderness, I'm going to survive with only this camera crew here to help me. I mean, shows as Naked and Afraid or Dude, You're Screwed or... <laughs> there is a really good one though. Uh Lunella, do you remember the name Sydney and Matt told us about it? I remember you watched it. It's called Alone. Alone. Yeah, what, yeah, what do you want to tell us about it? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just a show where they like get all these people and throw them into the Arctic basically, and they're all alone, all of them. And they have to basically like survive there and whoever survives the longest wins, but they do like health checks and a lot of people end up going home because of that. Cause they're just like anorexic not, at that point. Yeah. I'm that glad happens. you specified that like survive the longest. Like they just come out and find the popsicles. Well, I mean, yeah. that happens on uh, naked yeah. and afraid a lot where somebody gets like hypothermia or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, they, I don't want to go and they like give them an extra day or something like that, but then they have to get airlifted out. Yep. Pretty much. But yeah, everyone yeah, that survives do. those things, they always do that those tricks. Like, okay, I'm gonna put a couple of rows of tree branches across the ground so that I'm not sleeping directly on the ground and freeze in the middle of the night. Yeah, usually Just like tree branches. Whoever yeah. kills the elk wins, pretty much. But elk, elka, guys, you know how to survive. Exactly. You just yes. gotta eat me. <laughs> I thought she smelled bad on the outside. Um. But, uh, so, it looks oh. like... Uh, the whole time she was a whole elf. Meet you on the inside. So, it looks like, uh, Aramon's trying to do the lean-to. I'm gonna try finding a cave. What about Orbel and Elka? What are you going to try to do? Uh, try to gather, uh, materials as well, because, you know... And, yeah. And try- Check it out. Are there any recent tracks where we are aside from ourselves? Just in case. I'm gonna do yeah. a, a perimeter check before we, you know, roll a roll a tracking check as you're as you're looking around to to look for additional tracks. Um, and Elka, what are you doing? Um, I'll just look for supplies for our cave, assuming we find one. Supplies for a cave? What does for a campfire? Uh, so you're just you're just gathering wood. Yes. Okay. Right, so you're you're just gathering things so that when you do find a cave or if you do find a lean to, you kind of have supplies so you can keep yourselves warm. How far are you traveling, Hawksick, to try to find a cave? Like how are you how far are you willing to travel? Like because this happened kind of in the morning. You guys are getting ready to start traveling. Writer comments on the weather, and you guys are like, wait, let's try to set up a shelter now. Um, I'm going to say a couple hours out. Like, uh, the mountains aren't too far away. There should be something out there, so. 
something where I could like actually walk out there, find it, walk back, tell everyone, and we can get back before it gets too late. So yeah, probably one to two hours, I think. Yeah, give me a survival check. Oh, survival. I have to actually be good at something now. Uh, A. Nope. Or uh, can I have everyone else roll survival checks as well? Oh, I died. This is in the group for living out of the wilderness. Maybe we should have just stuck to the road. <laughs> I mean, in my defense, I'm yeah. doing carpentry. It's a lean-to, not a problem. I still died in the middle of the night. Damn you, dysentery! <laughs> so, Hawksick, you begin searching out for for somewhere to, to find a cave, and you, you trek out for about an hour and a half, too, and you're searching through the, the these... You're trying to pick your way among these mountain trails... And you're finding no luck, and you're you're start you're 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 a little disappointed, or you're having no luck, and you're you're a little disappointed in in it all. And as you're like looking back and trying to find your next spot to search, the first bit of snow begins to fall on the mountainside. Oh, good. And Elka, you're finding wood, and you're 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 finding logs, and you're chopping them up, and you're trying to make kindling. Unfortunately, it's some of those same logs that Aramon, Orbel, and Vryther are also trying to gather to, to make their lean-to. And it's been uh, a, a few hours, and as this snow is starting to fall, you guys are looking at your what you've made so far. Vryther comments, I, I don't know if that's going to be a good shelter. Oh, wait, I would use survival, not carpentry? Yes. Why? Why do I have carpentry? Because you have a job? <laughs> yeah, I'm a priest. I mean, because the skill to make the, the smoke pits and everything like that is carpentry. So I assume that making shit out of wood was a general carpentry skill. Yeah, so you could build a shack with with enough time, but to just oh, make just the lean to, to survive against the winter, then that's a survival check. God damn this game. Sometimes the game just... Mm. I, you could make a carpentry check, but that'll just take more time. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to take all the time I need if I'm going to freeze to death anyway, right? All right. So uh, to make a simple shack using carpentry is going to take 8 plus 2d4 penetrating hours. I was ready for you to say days. Hmm. So roll an 8 plus 2d4 exclamation P. Wait, d8 or just 8? It's eight plus two D four exclamation P. All right. So you're everyone else is trying to put together this uh, uh, a, a kind of a, a lean to, and you're you're lining stuff up. You're beginning to make cuts, and you're you're working your way towards a shack. But in the first few hours, by the time the snow starts to to fall, it doesn't look anything like a shack. What would you all like to do? Would you like to continue uh, working on this shack? It's going to take 14 hours. I mean, how many hours have I spent so far? One? Two. I mean, you got no choice. If we're bed down, I've got to I've got to do what i got to do. Uh, I guess if at this point we're back together, I'll look to Orbel and kind of go, we got to find shelter. Um, I think Elka will start looking for a cave or some kind of cliff underside or something. All right, you're with me. We'll try one more time. When we get back, we can at least set up the tents over whatever he's managed. Mm -hmm. We don't find anything. So we'll try to head out one more time and see if we can do something. 
Okay. Can I get survival checks for the la for the back half of the day from the two of you? Okie doke. By the way, how many of us do have tents? All of us? I do. And what size tents, too? Uh, I think they're just the normal size. Uh, small tent. Actually, yeah, small tent. Yep, also a small tent. I do not have a tent. Mm -hmm. And on the upside, I do have a shovel. You can also dig you a hole in the ground. Elko would probably like that. So it's you know it's it's starting to snow more and more, and it's it's falling in thick clumps, and it's getting later in the day. But Hawksick, you you find a it's not perfect, but you do find a a cleft that opens up into a a small cave opening, and it should be large enough to fit all of you. Hey, my, wonderful! It'll it'll just take a little bit of work to maybe widen it, and you. Could even get the mules in. Okay, so Hoxic will go ahead and get to work doing that, and uh, Elka should probably try to grab their attention. All right, so I go over and say, "Hey, we found something." How long has it been so far? It's much later in the evening. It's probably towards four or five, so it's been almost eight hours now. So I'm six Shaq. hours from done. Yeah, Shaq's, but coming together, but it's still snowing. I'm a big fan of fallacies. And sunk cost <laughs> is one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm here. This shack is getting done. Man, he's just gonna freeze to death building his shack. Hey, once the shack is done, uh, <laughs> my body will be perfectly preserved. So is everyone just gonna sit under this spot and watch him build a shack? <laughs> I'm gonna oh, go. No, I'm gonna cave. go. I'm, happy. I'm gonna go to the cave. I'm, I'm going to the cave. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's like I just shrugged. It's like you're gonna yep. stay here. Yeah, y'all thought I was gonna freeze to death, but as the sole survivor of that cave bear attack, I am gonna be the last <laughs> one laughing. <laughs> well, me and Brighter anyway. <laughs> you look around. Brighter is not even there. It's like what? Uh, well, see, Brighter well, has a vested interest in keeping me alive because I'm the one paying for him. Seems like a, a a better bet. The snow's coming down pretty hard. I know what I'm doing. Sorry. I know what I am doing. Oddly, when I say things real slowly, I feel like I'm more confident. Uh well, I I think I'm gonna go <laughs> to the cave. So he continues hammering on this shack. Um and and the snow's falling down, and uh, everyone else is huddled up uh, in inside the cave. Uh, How far away is the cave, by the way? Uh, it is about time an hour's trek. Okay. So by the time they even get to the cave, I still have five hours to go. Yes. So they, you you all start start setting up in in your in your in the cave that you found, and and trying to make it as hospitable as you can to to as the as the snow's coming down. Meanwhile, Aramon is just working into the night. Uh, do you have any cold weather gear? I wrap myself in a tent. That's cold weather gear, right? So I take that as a no. Hold on. How much uh, warmth can I get from a human body skeleton? A what? The skeleton of a human body. Usually zero. I have a wool yeah. blanket. <laughs> usually, usually zero. I can wrap myself in the wool blanket that I do own. I mean, that's cold weather gear. Otherwise, there's no use for a wool blanket. Well, to sleep in it. Right. 
And why would you do that? Keep yourself warm, one might think. That's true. So you're you not going to be yourself... fighting it, but yeah. You wrap yourself in the blanket and and you you keep working. Also, the act it's... of working is movement. Movement is friction. Friction causes heat. Can I have you roll a carpentry check at the end of these fourteen hours? Here's the real problem: is that I say yeah, I made the first check, rolled a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, because you roll at the end because you don't know if it's going to be successful. So it's at the end of this this. 14 hours, it's the middle of the night, and your shack is finally put together satisfactory. And you rest there alone, I assume? Nah, me and this uh, squad of uh, Girl Scouts that uh, were wandering through the woods. Alright, so you're... What are you doing to stay warm? You just huddling up in your blanket? Are you starting a fire? I mean, I'm assuming in the mountains there's a lot of rocks and whatnot about, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll form a small fire pit of uh, rocks to safely keep the um, wood clear of the uh, shack walls. All right. So by setting up a shack and finding a cave, the both all of you have survived this night uh, of of snow, and in the next morning you arise to see everything is coated in uh, a, a good layer of snow. However. From staying up all night and working, you are exhausted, Armon. Ah, no check for that, huh? No. Like, I've worked on boats all my life. You know how often there'd be a storm at sea? You just worked for 14 hours in the snow building a shack on a mountain. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that I'm used to it. I'm an old man who spent a lot of time. You guys don't even know how hard it is in the Sea of the Dead, which is a real place, by the way. I didn't just make that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm not saying because I did just make it up. I didn't just make it up. It is a real place. <laughs> so I guess, um, what are you all going to do? Uh, the snow is still coming down. It's not as hard as it was at first, but mm-hmm. it's it's still a little bit. I have a local heat source. It's cold out, which means I have the outer cold mixed with a uh, warm internal. Perfect sleeping weather. I'm going to go to sleep. Let's sleep okay. in today. Yeah. I'll probably look at Orbel and go, well, it's still snowing, and there's snow all over the place, and still cold, and uh, we're not exactly prepared for cold weather. We should probably just wait down to the snow here? Nope. Just got tents in our cave. <clears throat> I mean, technically, I could assemble a, a smoking pit inside of the uh, thing, and have all that smoke and uh, heat really keep it warm in here. Like a sweat lodge. I formed a sweat lodge. The way I'm understanding it is you guys are just going to hunker down until the snow's gone, and then... And yeah, then that's the part where it's done. Okay. Mm-hmm. It continues snowing softly for the entire rest of the day, and it's in... So everyone gets another day of healing as you stay hunkered in your little cave. And it's halfway through the next day before it's finally stopped snowing. It's beautiful outside. It's pristine. Everything's sharp, just like it is after a, a, a good snow. Don't, don't look outside. He's trying to trick you. That's how you go snow blind. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Tricked you all! Now you're all Karamikos. Hey, Orville, think fast. Snowball. <laughs> it does three damage. You're TPO'd. Just adjusting. So, for this snow... Bunny. <laughs> Next time you put a rock in it, that's why. 
that's what you suggest? You suggest next time he throws a snowball at you, he puts a rock into it? I mean, this is going to uh, be escalation. Goblins like it tough. Escalation is not going to pay out for you. I can't wait till you start pissing on the snow, then making snowballs and putting rocks in it. And... I, At that I, point, you know, I got a perfectly usable axe. <laughs> I just don't know anyone who would ever say, oh, that was a pretty bad snowball. You should put a rock into it and then throw it at me. It just seems like building your own self-destruction. <laughs> it's a challenge. like Right. I mean, the takeaway, I think, is don't get into a snowball fight with Orville. Because you know it's going to happen. One <laughs> 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 of so you I guess how I learned my last name: snowball fights. <laughs> I mean, kids stopped trying to kick down his uh, snowmen after the first broken foot. Uh, so Eli, uh, I guess the question is: if we were to set out now, would we have any trouble with cold weather? I, I mean, you'd be slogging through snow underfoot, but it's starting to melt or mm -hmm. just sit there for now. Can so I you're use, uh, carpentry to make snowshoes. It is the weaving of uh, twigs and sticks together into a wide base. Yeah. Should I roll okay. that now, or do I roll that <laughs> You roll it now because you have an entire day and a half to do it. Well, no, I slept through the first day, so that's the half the day. All right, so roll... It doesn't take that long to make snowshoes. Roll a carpentry check. Yeah. Best snowshoes you've ever seen. Nice set of snowshoes. I was going to say, they don't even have to look that good, because if you see people that like make them out of pine trees and shit, they look fucking horrible. But these are clearly I've spent time on. So, I guess, is everyone backtracking to find Armon, or are you pushing on without him? Assume he's dead. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to go loot his corpse. Right. I mean, I did start a fire. There might be smoke. So, after assuming he's dead, and those are the goblins pillaging his body and burning down his shack... Uh... You you guys trek back to try to loot what remains of his body, and lo and behold, he's it's not the prettiest shack in the world, but he has a shack built. And... All right, goblins, come out of the shack with your hands up. And while I'm you're a dwarf, and I got an axe, and I got a bad attitude. While you're sneaking down, sinking down in the the midst of snow piles, I'm just trudging along on the top <clears throat> of the snow. Well, for a dwarf, the snow can be a problem. Yeah, he could drown. Drown in snow. Suffocate, but you can. Well, I, I mean, like... his body heat's going to do something. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining turkeys because turkeys can't go in the rain because they'll just look up <laughs> and drown themselves. <laughs> this is the toxic approximate intelligence level. Yeah, he'll, he'll just stare up until he jerks and so he like guys. Look how much snow. snow I can shovel into my room. So there are no wild turkeys because every time it rains. It just wipes out the wild turkey population, population, and that's what you're telling me. Yep. Yeah. Or have we, or have we bred turkeys so idiotic, so stupid that they will drown themselves in the rain? I'm gonna go with number two as an option, but yeah. <laughs> it just rained. I'm gonna go hunt turkeys. It's <laughs> gonna be a good Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> yeah. So you guys begin your trek once more in the snow. Uh, resuming it a little bit of a few day stumble because of that little bout of a of a blizzard but you continue on and the next and and that night you kind of you're in this pass here between these two large uh 
mountains here uh, and making your way. But it's the next day that poses the question. So everyone can do one more day of healing. Which route do you want to take? You've got, would you want to break south or continue north? As a mountain looms up ahead of you, breaking your path directly west. Or I guess with Armand's compass east. I mean, now it's just south. We can completely skip by Ganeth. I would like to hit the water uh, and actually have a good source of water. Well, we're surrounded by snow right now. And there are there is wood. We can heat up the snow and drink that. Uh, it won't be forever. The longer we stay in contact with the water, the better. Right, but again, skipping pie, Ganeth is also a pretty good thing to do. We can we can pass through town or go around it. There's a river. It's on one side of it. Right, but Taban is also down there, and it has to travel <clears> north because <throat> there's a road that goes that way, which means it's going to be double the traffic. If we can get down south of Ganeth, we can completely bypass both towns worth of people. Imagine I said that five times slower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's everyone's vote right now? Bypass. Mm. I say we go south. All right, group consensus south. All right, you split south and uh, take the, the south journey, and there's still some snow on the ground, and it is cold outside very cold uh it's uh, the the it's it's actually freezing um what is the, so no one has cold weather gear correct that's right a wool blanket <clears throat> i will constantly remind and snowshoes snowshoes don't prevent it from still being cold outside okay what if i need wooden armor so since no one has cold weather gear and you're just using blankets to wrap yourself up um Everyone is going to have a minus one defense penalty and a plus one initiative from all the, 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 the blankets you're kind of bundling up to stay warm. Uh, sorry, it'll be uh, it'll be double that. So it'll be a, a minus two defense and a plus two initiative from uh, the, the things you're wrapping around yourselves to okay, stay warm. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a I'm going to take a very long tree branch. Right. I'm going to stick it down the back of my pants. And then I'm going to suspend the tent around the top of me so that always from the thighs up, I will be inside of the tent. How about that? Yeah, and then you're going to start smoking yourself? Sure. Keep myself nice and warm. Like so, those umbrella hats. Can I have everyone make opposed observation checks? 74. Wow. Well, that wasn't happening, was it? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are are mostly crunching through the snow and um, you're you're trying to stay as you know you know stay together and take find these paths and stay warm at the same time and uh, maybe you're just not paying enough attention and on the next rise over uh, amongst the snow stands a wolf yet it's the largest wolf any of you have seen. It's got large black and white, almost grayish. It, all, it blends into the snow almost with its uh, with its it's the fur, the color of its fur. And you have monster lore, correct, Armon? I like to think so. <laughs> the the dice do not like to think so. 
I mean, is that uh, a my roll or your roll? Okay, your roll. Uh, an 81. Yeah, and so it's it's far enough off. You're like, it's a, it's a mountain sturge. And I'm going to, uh, since we have this lovely little mountain pass still, can I have everyone roll initiative? Okay. So we're still looking at D12s? You are on D12s. So the next one, that's going to be 15. You, the the creature spots you all at a range of... I, cr- I created it. Oh so did I, so... Uh... Oh, so me and Frythe are both modified to six. Well, I'll see you in like 40 minutes, everybody. So I'm going to... Uh, need to d- delete wow. these goblin archers off of it. There you go. I've set myself to 15 now. And we are at a one defense penalty right now. And here is the initiative of that winter sturge. Uh, Bryce is entering this in the perfect state. One wound remaining. So it's you. You all are, uh, and it's you all are, are kind of trudging along. Um, I guess it would be second six that Aramon notices this creature. Now I'm just going to delay it to second six. Get rid of these goblins that are littered around the map. So, Armon, you're the first one to notice. Of Armon and Vrither are the first one to n- notice this creature as it as it bounds up on this next ridge line. And at first, you might have spotted it in the distance, and you thought it was just a w- wolf or a sturge. But now, this is the biggest winter sturge you have ever seen. Yeah, I'm going to uh, shout a warning to everybody. And otherwise, I'm just, uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm going to keep delaying until this thing gets within 30 feet of me. All right. Um, all right. Uh, what is Vrither going to do? So I'm just advancing the tracker up to Yeah, I will just keep telling him to stay back. I mean, I will tell him to stay back. He is in no condition for this. That's fair. I think he has a. He might have a short bow, but I don't know if he has. He probably doesn't no, have enough time to. No, he only. Last time I saw, he only had melee weapons. All oh, right, he could not afford a short bow, so we move on to second seven. Uh, how about have have Reiter, since he's got such a high init- a low initiative, he should shake someone. Well, I shouted a. What do you mean? Do you do other? Yeah. So every so shouting a warning can reduce everyone's initiative by two seconds. But Elka, Elka, wake up! Shaking someone can reduce their initiative by a further. Uh, you can split the difference. So, Vrither moves over there, and on second seven, he tries to shake Elka. He's on second seven. Elka's on second eleven. So that'll reduce Elka by another two seconds, down to second nine. Uh, this creature bounds forward, closing the distance, and on second eight, it it reaches here. Uh, I believe he's now within 30 feet. All right. I have been channel casting for how many turns now? Two seconds. Has it only been two seconds? Oh, six to eight. Yeah. Shit. I need one more second. So on second nine, a lot of things happen. So we'll start with all of you first. So I'll just move this fella down. Uh, Aramon, what are you doing? I cast Alter Emotion Frighten. All right. That is going to be a... It's a mental save versus a 20? Yes. Ah! So, Armin's cast uh, Alter Emotion Frighten. So then hit done. 
Orble, what are you going to do? That's the one where you have to challenge the creature in order for it to work. No. No. That will just frighten the creature. And the creature has been frightened. So you see as it's charging forward, it it, it kind of pull up to a stop. I always imagine it like that uh, scene from Lord of the Rings where Gandalf says, I'm not some conjurer of cheap tricks. You know, the whole scene goes kind of dark around him and he gets seems to get larger and looming. Just for like a split second. That's how I am. Yeah, yeah. perfect. And you I see am. Orble, you can see the creature like it it changes. It it stops moving forward and you know uh, it looks like it's it has a change of heart at whatever Armin has done. I close ranks with Hawk Hawkins. Uh, the dwarf. Okay. But we're side by side just in case. But I'm I'm ready. You know, I have my club. I have my my buckler. It's like you close ranks with the dwarf, and the dwarf is like, "Oh, look at that mountain! Look at that cloud! It kind of looks like a bunny." <laughs> Vrither, uh I guess the other person that goes on second nine is Elka. Elka, what are you going to do? I am going to ready my morning star and my shield, and I'm going to like clang them together with the large shield. So it it must be your clanging of your shield on your on your with your mace against your shield because this creature turns and it it veers off in a in a you know a spray of snow and begins to flee. I would say that was anticlimactic, but I don't give a shit. For four Good. minutes, he's running away for four minutes. What all are you going to do? You I'm see this creature the... run off. I hold my ground. We never know what's going to happen next. So. You know, I'm I'm look up for other creatures that might be it might not be alone. Yeah, it's snow melted fast. Yeah, roll a roll an observation check. Opposed if you'd like. I don't like it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Ugh. Disgusting. Alright. So you 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 peer amongst the 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 snow covered mountainside and you do not see any other of these creatures. You just see that creature bounding away. Until you 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 lose sight of it around a, a a curve or a twist, what would you all like to do? I mean, if we're still in initiative order. Oh yeah, initiative. Yeah. You're you're out of initiative order. Oh okay. So I was say then because Frythor would just shake yeah. Huxix. It's like, well, yeah, you're an out of you're out of initiative order. Yeah, the big wolf comes stumbling in. Hux is like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's already God. I didn't return to see it. <laughs> uh, but I think at this point, Huxix is gonna go. That's not going to be the only one of them. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead. I'll ready my shield next. And I'm going to walk with them ready for a short while. Also, since it's been a new day, Orbel, there's another two wounds. You get another two hit points, not two wounds. Well, another, another day, two wounds. he stabs you. It's another two wounds <laughs> healed. Well, the sheet says nothing about hit points. It's all measured in wounds. You get wounds and you remove wounds. Don't look at me. I didn't so, invent the game. Hoxic, you're starting to be a little bit you're 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 starting to be more prepared for combat and you're you're walking out with your weapons out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll probably do that for at least a couple hours. All right, is everyone else taking that same level of caution? No. Yes. Okay. I have a giant I don't have a giant weapon. I just have a, a weapon that takes like a second to pull out anyway. And it's rather unwieldy to just walk around with it all the time. Well, actually, technically, I guess I have to walk around with it all the time. It's like the quarterstaff argument. What am I going to do with it if I'm not walking around with it? Where does a hat? Bro, I hold it up my tent. <laughs> it's holding up your tent. <laughs> oh, good question. How how do you see it through your tent to cast the spell? 
Yeah, you didn't have line of sight. We gotta, we gotta all go back now. Through the front of the tent, obviously. Also, the spell says nothing about line of sight. Everyone roll opposed observation checks again. Like the opposed button and observation. Hey, I did pretty good that time. Mm. Ah, damn it. Four so, minutes later, he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so you all are, are journeying forward on the uh, through through this pass, and Hawksick, you're you're staying more alert than the rest of the the party. You and you and Elka are are keeping your eye out for this this creature. You have your weapons out, and you notice at first it just looks like like a, a snowfall, and then you notice a form slinking behind you. You see the winter sturge has returned and is following yeah. your party. Uh, what would if you like we have, to do? Um, if we have time before it engages, I will go ahead and uh, try to nudge everyone to look in that direction. It's like, over there, things back. And I'll actually go ahead and move myself in that direction to like intersect. Yeah. Right, so you intend to alert everyone. So... Mm -hmm. What you guys were at least somewhat ready. You guys had some of you had stated you were preparing. So for the people mm -hmm. that stated they were preparing for combat, you roll a d10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the people that aren't, you roll a d12. Except Hawks that I it. always have that thing where I'm Ooh. always anyway. So I roll a d10 anyways. Hawksick, you get to actually roll one dice better, but you are rolling the best like on a higher die. <laughs> Uh, but I still get the plus one because snow and stuff, so four. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I also need Orbal and... Can you, uh, can you add me? I didn't oh, yeah, add I, I can add you guys. Yeah, you can roll initiative off the character sheet lessons, and it'll automatically roll onto the uh, the turn order. Okay. Just for future reference. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no, totally fine. It... Uh, are we still frozen? The the one, right. yeah, mm -hmm. it is still cold. Yeah, that's why I did it manually because I'm adding the plus one. Okay, yeah, that, that's totally fine. Um, so on second four, Hoxic, you are in fact the first person uh, to notice this creature, and I assume you from your first actions, it sounds like you were going to raise a hue and cry. Yeah, so that'll be one second then. So everyone right. gets to reduce. Yep, yeah, that'll take one second to do, and it'll reduce everyone's initiative by two seconds. And it's all the way back there, so I got to go that way as soon as seconds come around. So second five, Hawksick. All right, so we got two seconds, so I'm going to go ahead and move uh, ten and then fifteen. So twenty-five delay two, and then we're both acting. There we go. All right, it uh, on. So you, you just moved all the way up to second seven, correct? Yeah, that's right. So I'll do one more done, and then it goes. So it is it's jogging forward, it's just kind of moving at its at a lope at its loping pace, but then it sees you coming forward and you can you almost see it snarl um and pick up its speed. Okay. Uh this is where we've got everyone moving. So it's going to continue moving forward, uh moving now into a uh a, a jog and Hoxic. Uh let's see. Is there a defensive option for preparing for a charge? If you have a weapon that can be set for a charge, then yes. Otherwise, right, it is no. just a hand axe. So the answer is nah. no. No. 
I guess there's full parry. These are things chosen at the time when it happens, I think. Yep. Okay, so I'm just waiting for the clash, and I might choose a high defensive option for, for that. I'm going to go ahead and wait until it strikes, so I'm just going to hit uh, delay for like three seconds. All right, that works for me. What about Ryther? I guess he's shaking. One so wound remaining. He's paid, but he's not doing well. No, <laughs> he's not engaging with the giant Sturge. Orble. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? You hear Hawkshake his his call. It's back. Okay. Uh, if I switch weapons, it's gonna delay me even more, right? Depends on what weapon you're switching to. Longbow. Yeah. So it'll if you pull out your longbow, then you'll have to wait the weapon speed of the longbow to attack. Okay, I'm gonna move forward then. Uh, five feet. Well, five feet first, and then ten. Feet. You can also move while you're pulling out your longbow, though, as well, if that's what you still intend no, to do. No, no, that's. He's going to move forward. Yep. All right. Make sure to hit done. And go. on second nine, you can continue moving. Now I can move 10. Uh, you could have started in 10 and then moved oh. 15 if you'd like. So two more then. Yep. Armon. I'm just going to not do anything yet. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my weapon, which is one second anyway. So that's what I'll do. Yeah. Elka. Uh, well, I already have my weapon out. Um. I'm going to try scaring it off again. So you're just going to bang your shield again? Yeah. All right. Pregnant. Worked last time, right? <laughs> exactly. Roll an intimidation roll. You start banging your shield as loud as you can. And on second nine, it moves forward. It doesn't look like it cares. All right. And... That's its turn. It just moves up. And on second 10, I'll let everyone else goes forward, go first. Uh, so, Elka, what would you like to do? It It's still approaching, so you, you sure, charge yeah. up. Moving there. Aramon? Let me try. I'm uh, going to go for the Deathly Visage, starting that now. Okay. Rythir is just holding back. Orble, you've moved up there, correct? Yeah, now I'm holding besides Hawks. Hawks. I'm just going to call you Hawks for next. <laughs> Commander Hawks. Yeah. Make sure to hit done. Yep. And this creature, it bounds up and in, in leaps and bounds, it r- runs to the right of you, Hawksick. Wait, you see it, it, as it as it <laughs> runs past, it like just runs on the side of the path. Um, it all, it feels like it almost looks at you and laughs. Wait, where are you going? Come back here. Don't ignore me. I'm important. I'm a PC. Eat me. I wish Dorf tasted better. <laughs> if he's going out to the donkeys, he's, it, it should remember that donkeys kick hard. <laughs> uh, on second 11, uh, I'll let you all, you all lead. Fuck. It Actually, I'll I'll move it first. Uh, it is going to actually move up to right here, um, and attack Elka. Ooh. Oh, hop straight up on the rock. Yeah, it bounds forward and ah, it slashes at you, Elka. Well, actually, it tries to bite at you. It did kind of enter and move through my threatened radius for that. If that matters, it does mean that you are now engaged, but. 
Okay. I can defend it with my shield. Yeah, would you like to do any defensive action? Yeah. Anything specific? Uh, I'd like to block it with my shield. So try and roll a defense roll do, against... Yeah. You could do full parry, which is what I was thinking. Yeah, you could do a full parry, which would give you plus five to your defense roll, or you could give ground, and that would give you a plus five, but it would mean you'd take a step back. We'll do a full parry. Go for it. Okay. So that would mean you have a total roll of a 12. Are we still in the minus one territory? Yep. Yes. So that's 11. So it fumbles. So uh, let's see. Fumbles. Fumble, melee fumble, and you got an 11. It got an 8. So it missed by 3. You don't get a free attack. Uh, and there's no ally for it to bite. So it stumbles up and it almost slips a little bit on the rock it's hopped up on. And its attack misses. Okay. So, so the one good thing is that it's missed. However, the bad thing is that you did a full parry, and so you're going to have to wait your weapon speed uh, to attack. Alright. So, horrible. So, what would you like to do? I believe I do have a plus one, because there's three people attacking it, or then... It will just roll a d12 instead of the normal uh, d20. Well, that's better for me, so I'm going to club it. Club it like a baby seal. Alright. You have to just step forward just a little bit, and then boom! Smack away. Uh, 13 is fine. All right, here it it is rolling a d12, so it's got a, but it rolls rolls really high, and it it Oof. dodges out of the way. Damn. And your strike misses. Well, I had a 14, but yeah, sure. Either way, it sounds no matter. Oh, I'm gonna delay. Rither, uh, I think he's just gonna continue to hang back. Yeah. And Elka, you did full parry, and so you'll have to delay your weapon speed. I'm just gonna. Uh... Actually, I can't do it. Can you, I'll just uh, pipe, uh, put Viper to 99, and if something occurs, I'll just interrupt. That works perfect. Hoxic, the this large sturge, this beast of the winter, has charged past you to attack Elka. You see its eyes, it's actually not even looking at the two of you, and it's focusing mm -hmm. on Elka, Armon, Eric, and Viper. I'll show it for ignoring me. Uh, so I'm going to move up a little bit, and then I'm going to attack. I'm going to recklessly attack. All right. Uh, which, to remind myself, that was plus five attack and minus two defense. Okay. That's correct. It isn't even facing your direction, so you're actually behind it. Indeed, it, which is also It doesn't know good. you're there, so there's no backstab, but you do have rearward strike, which will ignore uh, some of its damage reduction. Which I'll help the, out. I need uh, to have the plus one, because there's three... People there as well. Uh, it, it just it, that doesn't give you a plus one. It just reduces. Yeah, reduces the defense. defense. It has. I, I, I yep. keep... No worries. No, totally fine. Uh, so twenty should definitely work then. Oh, or... I changed speed. There should have been plus five on the attack. My bad. Yes. Yeah. So I, I said the wrong thing. So I'm twenty five versus a twenty one. A twenty five versus a twenty one. Your twenty five does hit. The 21 is green because it rolled a D8 and it penetrated on that, so that's not a critical. So it doesn't give it a perfect defense. And because it didn't... If it had managed to roll dice and reach over 20 off the actual dice, mm -hmm. that would have been a perfect defense. So just so everyone knows, if you are using lower dice, you can still get perfect defenses um, 
on those dice. But because his his over 20 was taken from his bonuses, it's not a perfect defense, and you've hit. Mm -hmm. So let's see your damage. Let's do it. Three! It penetrates ah. <laughs> Well, it uh, you are attacking it from behind, so you do land a blow with your hand axe, but unfortunately, it's just not great. I, I like and... catch its tail and cut off a little fur. That's about all I got. You shave the tail. Of fur. Yeah, shave his tail. Yeah, I keep warm with this for three months, <laughs> uh, and then I will delay weapon speed of eight. It might not have hurt it, but you can see it shivering. Oh, yes, man. in 12 hours, it might freeze to death. Yeah, who's who's winning in the long run? That's right. <laughs> so, horrible. Uh, looks like you might have hit done instead of delay for your weapon speed. Okay. So, I think nine more seconds on your club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. I guess because there's, there's one second. That, so, 21, I think. Yeah. So, on second 13, which... Is our next second, Aramon? You've got your weapon out. Yeah, but I already did my first uh, Deathly Visage, and so now we're on Deathly Visage Part Two. Yes, you are making a big ruckus, and you're being deadly. And it uh, it does look like it's a little bit upset. It it does see you, and you're making a big ruckus, and it growls at you, baring its teeth. I'll growl back. And we get to second 17, and it's its turn next. And it is going to attack Elka once more. Are you going to do any defensive action this time? Uh, I'm going to take ground, step back. All right. And so you can move yourself. Uh, because you're faster, you're going to have, or because it's faster than you, you're going to have to scamper back. Which means you're gonna you get to move ten feet back away from it, and it can choose to follow. And you have a ten to defend, and it gets an eighteen as it lunges forward and bites you. So it does eleven points of damage as it catches you as you fall back. Awesome. Hoxic and Orbel, you guys can choose to follow on that second. Mm -hmm. A total of your your walk speed. So ten then. Or a walk speed would be five for you. Okay. And then two and a half for Hoxic. Yeah, so let me move back seven and a half feet. I'm on the other side of the rock. So an 11-point wound. How many days to heal? I guess I am... Remember, you have damage reduction. Oh. So I'm going to reset my timer to 18. So it's gotten far enough away from Hoxic that he can actually just disengage. And you're also outside of his bubble. So you're not threatened by him, so he doesn't force you to stay in melee with him. How big of a wound did that end up being? Six points. Six points. Okay, cool. And that's its turn. And that takes us to second 18 on Hawksix's turn. All right, I got to try to re-engage, which means, uh, since we just clarified, his walking speed's 2.5. How far can he get? Five, or can he actually get up to 10? His jog speed is five. His walk speed is two and a half. Yeah, so he can get up about five on this turn, and then he'll just have to accelerate next turn. Which, I mean, he has time for it. <clears throat> so yeah, second 19, accelerate, and I'm in. 
and second 19 you're in yep and i'm gonna go ahead and uh dive in with another uh all-out attack let's do it that time i just rolled terribly and this time you're unable to you you dive back around this rock to try to stab at it and it's just weaving in between each one of you dodging your attacks and, and biting and barking and it uh there's blood on staining the snow from Elka, mm-hmm. but you haven't heard it. And now I will delay another eight seconds. There we go. So next up, we go to second 20 and then 21 for Orble. I go for the club. Swing away. It's the second. It oh. uh, rolled a one, so it's got another fumble. Oh, my page is not loading up, my character page. Oh, there it is. Oh, here comes the attack. It's a critical. Oh, it's a critical? Awesome. And he had a fumble. Yep, and so your critical does penetrate. So you have a total of a 21 to hit. He has an 8. So roll uh, roll damage. 12 points of damage. Holy smokes. So decent chunk of that will go through its DR. And... Uh, here's the crit. Uh, since it is not a, a humanoid creature, mm-hmm. it works just a little bit different with how the total critical damage works. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, because it's just non-humanoid, so it's, it doesn't have the same body shape. So I just have to find that page. I always forget what it is. It says um, the four. No, I also the the one d four was maximum. I guess that's why I added in a plus one to it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it was because it rolled again and then it rolled a two, which had a minus one. So. That was the the penetrating aspect. So you do enough to get two extra damage dice. Now, the Mm. way that works is you have two damage dice, so you get to roll both of them again. So roll another 1d6 and a 1d4. 1d6 plus 1d4. Not penetrating, right? Yes. Oh, no, both of them are penetrating. Both of them are penetrating. Everyone has an exclamation P. All those fours, yeah. So a total of 22 points of damage to this creature. Nice. So what does that wound look like that you just did to it? I just go for the flank and I hit him in the back leg. And it's like, just as a, you can hear a crunch, like, I say it hits. And it, and it turns around, and like, try to, you know, curl on itself as it tries to, to take the hit. And you can hear the bone crunch as a, as a club just comes down hard on its flank, on its back leg. And... Armon's deadly visage has been making an effect on this creature, so I need you to roll a d20 and add your morale modifier. Okay. A six, that's not great, but uh, you have been doing it for twice, right? You have reduced it by two. What do you mean reduced by two? Your deadly visage has popped twice, Armon. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry, they're asking him questions, yeah. All right. So, in fact, your wound has been enough to drive it off. And on second 22, since no one is acting on it, it goes to flee and bound off. So does anyone... Uh-huh. Is... Yeah, so first, does anyone have fleeing opponent? Nope. That's me. That's me. All right. Roll. Uh, and I will go ahead and add in the... Uh... The extra bonuses. All right. Yeah, you may swing. You need to beat a 12. That I do. Uh, this isn't with Reckless Strike, because just a random swing. Yep. 
10. Mm. Nope, nope, I sure don't. So you swing and it just it just bounds out in one large leap. And so your blow misses. However, I also have to ask, uh, Elka, you're in that combat as well. And you were about to swing on the next second, which means you can attack as well. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, I will do that. I mean, if, I mean, you, if want you want to. to. Of course I want to. All right. You need to beat a 13. A 19 sure does that. So let's see some damage. What's that crit? Ooh, 15 points of damage. Nice. That's looking good. So it does have some DR, but it does get through. And you bludgeon the creature on the side. And it, it, uh, it, sh- it, it stumbles for a moment, but continues going. Mm. Its fur is matted in blood. It, what would everyone like to do after that? It, you see it, it bound up to this hill. It, it, it bound, basically bound up to this next rise and it turns back towards you. And you can see it's, it's dripping blood on all the snow and it snarls, I'll be back to eat you all. Don't wait. It can actually talk. It can talk. It can. I'm going to. I thought that was just a joke earlier. Yeah, no. that's <laughs> unexpected. All right. It says. I pull out my, I drop my weapons and pull my bow and sort of basically load it and put it in the right directions. Like, <laughs> if he ever comes back, I'm gonna get an arrow on the face. Yeah, you you pull out your bow and start drawing an arrow, and you see it argh, snarl one last time, and then give a bark and runs off. A bark. A, a boof. <laughs> and uh, with. <laughs> That's a that's a little bit inside of a of a joke uh, for for Lunella because our cat whenever it jumps, it like every time it jumps it makes a little sound, like just every time it runs it like narrates its own life, which is uh, I, I love. But we are at one uh, we're fifteen minutes till ending. We just ended this fight, and I think this would probably be a good spot for me to tally up the experience points you gained. And then call it an th- oh, well first anyone want to do first aid on Elka? Yes. Good idea. Woo. I gotta remember that it's not an opposed roll. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to just roll again? <laughs> well, you have to be just within forty percent of you needed to yeah. be you need to have a sixty-four. Yeah, you got exactly. a sixty-five. So Yeah, that was that maybe, maybe you just take too time too much time, uh you know, like using your longbow and and watching out for this creature and they try to bind it themselves and it just doesn't do very well. Um, um, uh, what's his name? Yes, Writer. Yeah, Writer has first aid. You can only do first aid once on each wound, so oh. one person attempts it. Okay, so if yeah. one person fails it, nobody That's else it. gets in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you guys defeated the goblins. You guys beat off, you beat this creature. Beat off that creature. You beat off that red creature. <laughs> you guys just gave that wolf a red rocket. And uh, let me see. How many of you? One, two, three. Oh, I can just count. I don't know why I'm not counting on t- four. It's four and a half of you because Vrythor counts as a uh, another person. So. Are you saying Vrythor's only half a person? I mean, he gets half an extra experience since he's a hireling. So what year Reither, are you from, man? Reither gets 19 experience points, and everyone else gets 38. 
All right. Oh, it's good to know that Killing Goblins wasn't going to level up all of our old characters. Uh, Hey, I'm almost at half. The Goblins did give you experience points, and just making an encounter flee will give you experience points as well. Um, No, I'm just saying there's 38 experience points for as much as we were dealing with those Goblins so much back in the day was not going to change our lives as much as not dealing with the Goblins would have. Yeah. Even in the end, I think we that, could take on the mountain. Even in the end, that last <laughs> encounter with the goblins, where there was like forty goblins or whatever, we just encountered what? How many goblins was that? Eight? Uh, no, that was one, two, three, four, five, six, six goblins, and we got thirty-eight experience for defeating them. Yeah, there's not a lot of experience points to goblins versus how much they seem to be able to kill you. Goblins have, yeah, goblins have a, especially with the d sixes on their damage dice. It, especially if they critical or anything like that, they can get lucky but uh you guys have a i guess a, a little debriefing after the session you guys have any comments questions concerns thoughts clearly that wasn't a sturge mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i've tied oh, yeah. my thing out but i'm willing to discuss that between games it's definitely yeah, yeah. a uh, much scarier thing i'm definitely of the opinion of at this point that armin totally killed the merchant just to uh put us on this path <laughs> who knows um uh, but I mean, that's just kind of a funny point. Uh, otherwise, like, uh, I think we have no idea how to travel well. <laughs> We're doing fine. Yeah. What weather gear? I mean, might who would have expected nice. a talking giant direwolf? Literally, none of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Racist giant direwolf. I mean, yeah. I'm still take one <laughs> over the other. Actually, because that wolf spoke. He could have also been racist. That's true. It had a consciousness. Yeah. But the goblins, they they talk, but they can't discriminate. They just don't understand. It's food or not. Yeah. Gob gob. It's it's the wargs that are really in charge of goblin society, you see. Maybe that was a warg. Anywho, I leveled. So Yeah. You did? Awesome. So that will be level two? Mm-hmm. Uh do you want to do the you rolled maximum hit points right time. Oh, we might as well do hit points. Uh, because every every level for the first three levels that a ranger gets, you get to roll hit points. So oh. roll 1d8. I didn't realize that you were level 1 this whole time. 1d8, and that's it? No bonuses? Just 1d8. Yeah, 5. I got average. Five. So you get another 5 hit points. Yay. And uh, we'll, we can work on that. Uh, we can actually do that level up. Mm-hmm. right now and as we kind of end the session then maybe mm-hmm. next time we could talk about all the stuff you get uh stay in touch at two for it's with rafferty running rafferty's running a game of urban jungle astounding urban jungle. Ah, don't help him i i was i was almost there i just i knew it was using the same iron claw system and uh, eventually <laughs> maybe i'll write it down we should just yeah, add you into one of these games one of these days. Maybe I'll run another one for you. <laughs> and I'll just do it explicitly with you. That way I know the name. I'm like, ah! It's that thing! The thing that I forgot. Oh, shoot, Lessons. Are you playing at the game at 2? No, I am uh, playing over at uh, five, 5 o'clock uh, Eastern. Uh, 6 o'clock six Atlantic. O'clock. 6 o'clock Eastern. Seven o'clock Atlantic, actually. Uh, with uh, with Nine um, o'clock moon dra- time, dra- Dragon Age, <laughs> no, Dragon Age, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> Tradition. Yeah, 
session right. one. All right. So that's all we got for this week. Next week, we'll see if the party can survive this frozen mountain. If only. All right. Thanks for playing. Thanks for watching. Take care, guys. Bye.